were out there shilling like the trump coin <laughs> sounds kind of funny but it probably will work um i don't know what exchange it was on or whatever but it's kind of funny i don't know if like there's multiple versions of that because you think there would be but whatever um yeah like powder you were saying you got a whole bunch of was it you or somebody that was saying you got like 500 zrs i don't know how you swung that shit I was sitting there spamming the fucking box while I was watching TV yesterday, trying to get like a little bit of ZRS um, converted and uh, it's not very good luck there. Um, so I wonder if like this ends up being the floor price. <clears throat> hey, but how much did you get? Were you just kidding, or you just really get? Did you get five hundred? No, I, I generally got five hundred at thirty-six point five zero. What did you do? Just kept sitting there spamming, or you got lucky, or what? You know what? I I wasn't actually spamming. So what I initially did, I I just went as I initially just went as high as I could on my total Zeth amount, and it just kept the clock. You know it says like the um average MA ratios above Right. Yeah, so I just kept he's going showing you that yeah, keep so, showing you that warning. So I kept going down to as much as I could when it would accept would let me accept the transaction. And then but I only did one transaction and I got in. <laughs> I think it's like it's easier it seems like everyone that got in um got in like while the like on European time. Yeah. So I think Yes. I think that's what it is because when I'm sleeping is when it seems like uh, every opportunity that I miss there. But I got nine total Zf um, ZRS. <laughs> like that's it, <laughs> asshole. You got five hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah, can't um, complain. Yeah, credit. Yeah, I mean it's it's like it just doesn't stay there that long. So I don't know if that's like um, I don't know if that like should be interpret that to mean anything in terms of like this being close to floor price because like. Hey, you know, you've already got like a pretty good retrace on overall price. So maybe it has nothing to do with that. But I don't know for sure, right? Like, because we had like, uh, I think 75% down from the top total, something like that, which is pretty good. And I think like, you know, we could be close to floor. Like, there's a fib at like 14.7 or so. We're at 14.8. So, you know, it's like right there, right? Uh, so the, I don't know. What's the current price at the like, moment? I'm not, I'm not even too sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out for future reference is the the amount of ZSD out there and the like the threshold price to mint ZRS like a floor. And I think it might be. And you know why? It might be. It one one thing could be like people could be defending their like existing large ZRS position. That's one possibility. Um, and so like 
you have a lot to gain by doing that, right? Because you're making a lot of yield on that thing. And then the second reason that could be the floor is because like, look at our behavior. I mean, like you're trying to get ZRS and that window only opens every so often. And when it does, what, it, what does it do? It creates this gigantic thing where everyone's messing each other and going, hey, the window's open, the window's open, right? <laughs> so yeah, then exactly. like that, that results in people like looking at the price and when's that window most likely to open? It's going to open when the price is down, not up, right? So it's like people that get reminded, they're like, oh shit, maybe I should buy some more Zephyr now. And I think that could, maybe that's like the dynamic. Right. Maybe that's the the sort of floor price in a sense. Um, okay. I I'll guess we're going to find out. We're going to find out soon enough, I guess, huh? Yeah, exactly. So that makes sense to me. So essentially, when the ZEF ratio is, I guess, bordering 800%, that would be the floor plot price for ZEF. Is that what you're saying? Am I getting that right? Maybe. Or, or maybe like that's, a, that's one of the floor levels, you know, like it's. It clearly gets attention though. So it's like you're seeing that price, you're like, shit, it's like 75% down from the bottom. You're like, hmm, I, maybe I should nibble it some more here, right? Like it's usually the good buy zone is the same time that it's at the, at the, like the moment that you should be considering swapping. So I think it's maybe more of a, maybe it's an attention thing for sure. Cause like a lot of the people that are at that level, they're probably already have their Zephyr ready to swap, right? Cause it's like your people. It's not total newbies that are doing it, probably. But also, like, people who are in the game, they're just going to notice and, like, they're paying attention. They might decide to go to Mexi and buy some more, right? So I think maybe it's attention and buying that is why it might be part of the floor. But hard to say for sure. I guess if it goes down further, we'll know. But right around here, it's, like, picking up in volume, too. Like, right at this, like, 13 to $15 level. So, um yeah, I mean, I think like if if this hangs tight for a period of time, the last time we had like a level like seventeen bucks, it took a few weeks though to like break down below it. Maybe if we form a new like area here, people start getting confident and, and buying more. Um, also, like I haven't seen too much like new YouTube shit or anything. Like it'd be good if someone posted something good as far as like content. Oh yeah, neither have I. What I felt, what I thought was interesting the last time, people were able to access. Uh, the ZRS token was before, just before the run up to fifty dollars. Correct me if I'm wrong. So right, that was right. Yes, right at like four bucks or something, four to six bucks. So maybe maybe we can expect something similar. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, and I guess it's always possible someone could swap their ZSD back to Zephyr at the lower prices, making it harder to actually get the ZRS. Right, because some people are swapping into ZSD like at the top, probably, and then near the bottoms they're like swapping back. So it like it puts in kind of a maybe it's harder to. Um, I'm not sure. Anyway, like interesting though. I think like uh, this is looks like it looked kind of like a capitulation dip, right? Because you we had this like sixteen dollars, seventeen dollar like floor, and then price kind of just fell through that, which represents like. A substantial percentage because, like, once you're at these levels, a relatively small drop in actual cash, like, price of the coin is like a pretty large drop in the total value of your portfolio. Because if you're like, imagine you're at 16 bucks and you drop down to 12, right? That's, that's a pretty substantial drop um, in terms of portfolio size. So it's like, um, at these levels, it doesn't seem like a big deal, like, oh, it's going down a bit more, but on a proportional basis. 
the number is quite large, right? Like, you know, if you go from shit like 15 down to seven, you're, you're taking a 50% haircut. So it's a pretty substantial moves here. But at the same time, like the new buyer gets so many more coins here, right? So it's like, if you bought higher, it's so much more attractive here. Oh, yeah. So that's how these things, that's how these things find their floor eventually. And then it's like, they'll, you know, then once like there's a flattening out, then it's, then you're just waiting for sort of like an attention pump. And I think last time uh, Zephyr ran, it was not just because the price had like trimmed down, but it was also because all coins were just generally catching a bid. Um, people were paying attention. And then all of a sudden there was a bunch of videos on YouTube from like miners and whatever. Um, it all happened like right at that same point, like right when up told us about it was after he heard about it, like at maybe, I think he bought it at like three bucks. And then he told us about it probably as the buzz was starting to form. Right. So you kind of, right when the kind of the, the whispers were going out, he told us, and then like everyone started tweeting about it and whatever else. And then it just runs to 52. So I think that was a, like a, um, it was like a social media fueled pump that happened there. And we just happened to get in like a little bit early and kind of, um, you know, kind of got lucky right there. But like a lot of people probably discovered this as it was keep going up at like 15 bucks or something. So I think like a lot of people, if you look at where a lot of the volume was, it was right at like, it was like when the, when the price went from like 14 to 25 range, there's a whole bunch of volume right there. So that probably is where, like now, if you look back where we are now, it's like where most people are either break even that bought at that level or are just below, right? So whereas a very few people bought at like 40, like very few people bought from 40 to 50. So it's like the, usually the top buyer in crypto, if you see that kind of real fast spike up, you're not really, you're not selling to a lot of people. There's not a lot of top buyers. And that's, you know, usually where that buyer exhaustion happens and price falls, right? So it's like, so I think here is a pretty good buy. Like the the previous volume floor was 17.7, right? That, you know, $17 to $18. And being below that at 15 is a pretty good like test. And what I've noticed in crypto um, since this volume profile in our indicator came out like a few years back is that whatever volume bar you see on those horizontal bars, prices in crypto almost always fall below that. So you're thinking like, oh, this is volume support. It's going to be fine there. But like in many, many instances, um, price will dip below those levels. Um, maybe it's because everyone's thinking the same thing. And so they're like, uh, who knows really? But like, it's not, it's usually a fair bet to buy at those levels with the, the high volume support. So like, that's why I got in quite a bit at like 17 to 19. And um, so I'm I'm down on that position a little bit as well, but it's okay. Okay, that makes anyway. sense. So, but but here is like really deep discount buys, right? Because you think about it, like the, all the attention it got from like two dollars to fifty two bucks, you can't fade that attention. Those people, a lot of them, are still around. Um, they might enter if the price goes down low enough, et cetera, right? So. Uh, once you get attention on a coin and you have like a whole bunch more followers on the Twitter account, then it's kind of like um, it's just simply waiting for the the sell pressure, or whatever, to subside and whatever. And then once you get to a certain low, like even the miners who are mining, like we have like 2.9 million circulating, whatever now of Zephyr, there'll come a point where they're like, um, it doesn't make sense to into a bull market to sell this thing. It makes more sense to hold it, and then the, you know the hold pressure will happen. And uh, things will start going up. 
Um, I was going to pull up real quick, like the KLS. Um, remember, you like briefly like gambled on Carlson Coin, um, and um, just to kind of recap, like what happened to that, just kind of like the anatomy of the pump, so to speak. <laughs> and um, I think sometimes we can learn something from that. But like, so um, Carlson was one that was like, and this is KLS, and I'm not suggesting anyone go out and buy this or anything. I'm just kind of like showing what we did there. Uh, like, so when it first kind of came out we were in that like within hours of it coming out i think within five or six hours up had mentioned it it's uh it was a it was a it was a fork of um, or otherwise a copy of the caspa protocol but using gpu mining uh and potentially like fair launch type of thing and whatever so it has an initial like um offering where people were buying and selling kls on um OTC market for like, um, for lack of a better word, let's call it two cents. It's actually 0. 0.00182 right now, but like it, it was, I think like um, uh, 0. 0.002, I believe, was where this started trading initially. Um, no, actually, I'm mistaken. It started trading OTC at two cents. That was what what the initial price was on discord i believe so it was um and yeah and right now it's 0 0.019 i was looking at the wrong numbers here um so yeah it's right about that price so two cents was what it was sell selling for on discord like otc kind of like people were just trading or whatever and then it gets listed on carl's um on trade ogre and then the thing like pumps to uh 26 cents so really big like low liquidity pump right that's just typical of these things then you have to be super, super careful because, you know, there's just not much liquidity and whatever. So I picked this thing up like on the rise at like six cents. And then I it doubled fairly quickly. I put a sizable amount. It doubled pretty quickly to like, you know, 16 cents and beyond. And I was like, um, I think right around 15 cents or something. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm selling this thing. This is stupid. Because the market cap numbers and whatever were starting to get ridiculous. We, we cal calculated them you know, on napkin or whatever. And we, we sort of played that. So I got kind of like a doubling there, uh, maybe a little bit more than maybe a 2.2 X or something. And I sold it and I just traded into Zephyr basically at the time. Um, I think Zephyr was probably like it. I don't know, like, uh, what is it now? Like, yeah, it's about 30 bucks or something. Anyway. So I lost, all, I, I lost all my gains in KLS because, you know, my, my positioning in Zephyr is down 50%, but whatever. I, I bought some and, um, and, uh, I like doing that because where it's like, I have a gain already and I'm putting that into something, um, because that way it's like, I can get more exposure to the next thing. Anyway, it was just kind of a fun little gamble. And, um, so the thing pumped all the way to, um, 26 cents. I missed out on some of that move and I was like, whatever, who cares? Um, because like, it's going to dump eventually. And then of course it, it drops. And then ever since then, and that was like, uh, December 4th or so ever since then it's been trickling downward and it found sort of a bottom, um, pretty close to the OTC price, but fell below it. So it's like OTC price was two cents. It went to 1.6 cents. So, um, I don't know if this is like a useful project. There was a little bit of like not scammy vibes, but kind of the the KLS um, account or whatever was 
like, you know, tweeting about price and stuff and, and that kind of thing. So it's always hard to tell, but it's a proof of work system. What I don't know for sure is like how much token and that the original um, founder has and whatever else. And a lot of these proof of work things, like they get popular initially, they get high hash rates. Um, and then like they, f they can fizzle out or just do nothing. Um, I don't know the like history of these, these, uh, proof of work. Um, like, I don't, I'm not sure about like these proof of work, um, uh, like micro caps and how successful they tend to be. But if you're interested in the thing for any reason, it's, it's dropped all the way below it's like uh, OTC price. Um, let me see actually what, uh, I don't have any right now. I was just kind of looking at it. I was kind of tempted to get some, but I wasn't really sure. Um, Bruce is right, though. It has a stupid name, the Carlson coin. It's just, <laughs> if your name is Carlson, I apologize. But um, it's just kind of like a, it's just not a catchy name. It doesn't, I don't know, KLS, the, the, the ticker name is boring. There's nothing interesting about that exactly. So <laughs> it's not very, very like... Uh, impressive in terms of vibe that it sort of throws out but let me see if they fix it they they said that they sent a message to coin coin gecko or whoever to add the market cap data but it is not on there yet and i don't know what the circulating supply is right now but i think they supplied that data to them to sort of get that out there and looks like their website their wallets and things like this work um it's like I'm not really sure if it's worth buying some or not. Just, but it is dumped to oblivion, um, which is like the point where if you are going to bother with this thing, it's starting to move into that range. Now, remember this this type of thing will be super volatile. I don't have the market cap data on me. Um, in fact, let me see if we can calculate it um, just for the hell of it here. Um, let's see here. Um, where does it show the data? I'm on their website now. Network dashboard, maybe. Let's see. Um, it had a really high hash rate, some obscenely high number. I'm like, who the hell is mining this thing? Um, yeah, 205 terahash per second already. This is a GPU mined ASIC resistant, apparently. Um, and, uh, okay, that's the network status. Where do I find the, where do I find the uh, supply and stuff? The graph inspector, what the hell is that? Anyone knows how to like look up the dynamics on this thing? Feel free to chime in. Um, I don't even know what that means. There's like data going here and there. A graph inspector. Hmm. Um, I guess it's a graph-based chain of some kind. I'm not sure how it works. Exchanges, discover, mining. Hmm. Mining pool stats. Um, circulating supply. Here we go. CoinX has the data. So circulating supply is 329 million out of 4.96 billion. So 6.6% has been mined. So 329 million uh, multiplied by the current price of the coin which is 0.19 puts it at a 62 mil market cap so like is that rational i don't know it went down to wait did i get that right uh no point 
019, I'm sorry. 019. So it's at 6,250,000 market cap at the moment. And what kind of volume is it getting? It's like $68,000 worth of volume. Pretty low for that, but not unreasonable for that market cap, I guess. Um, so yeah, 6.2 million market cap, 6% of the coin is in supply already. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how much like uh, pre-mine and other shit there was in Carlson. But that might be um, a point to start like looking at entry. Certainly all of the the initial fervor and FOMO is out of that system. And the market cap is tiny, so it could make for a reasonable gamble um, with small amounts of money, I would say. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, any thoughts on this one, Powder? Did you get? Did you ride that pump last time or no? Uh, sorry, I've not been paying attention. What, oh, what are you talking about, Carson? Carlson, Carlson. Uh, you know, I, I missed that. I missed that out, unfortunately. You you missed the getting out, or you missed getting in? Oh, sorry, I, I missed getting in. I missed getting in. Okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were just talking about it in spaces, and all decided to buy it while we're while we're chit chatting. That's kind of how that worked. <laughs> like we had yeah, no clue. I, I, I remember uh, <laughs> you mentioned it mentioning it actually um but yeah for myself i never got in i actually brought more zeph which in hindsight maybe not the best idea but <laughs> <laughs> well K kls went down a lot so you know probably a better idea than that anyway um yeah i'm not sure it's got a high hash rate uh kls and um i was thinking about it i'm like the moment i think something stupid is when i'm probably should be buying it I'm like, do I really want this thing? And I'm lazy. I'm like, do I want to send money to trade over again? Trade over again? Do I really want to bother with this thing? And you know, who gives a fuck about this thing? Kind of, I'm in that mode where it's like, you know, like um, that that mode where it's like uh, it's a counter trade in the sense that like if I don't, you know, it's who knows. But it's like these are small cap things, so you can you you'd probably want to go not go in too heavy with these things. But it wouldn't be hard for this to move um, in kind of a bull market situation. But um, that's assuming that Trade Ogre gets a lot of attention during, or Coinex, these things get a lot of attention during a bull market in the future. Um, what's this market cap rank right now? I don't even think it's like market cap is big enough to be ranked by much. I don't see it here. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, I'm gonna add it to my watch list. Actually, you think it's a good buy here? Yeah, it's. I mean, it went down to point zero one six. It's now at point zero one nine, which was the OTC price. This is the price that was people paid for it initially when it first came out on Discord. Six million market cap. It's pretty small for a for the hash rate that it commands. Right now. The argument could be made that like that's going to be a lot of selling pressure because 6% of the supply is out there already. But at the same time, what are you going to do? Like, and, and That's true of any of these things. But whether anyone's going to care about this or shill it or whatever, that's a different question, right? Who knows? That makes sense. What was the unique selling point of Carlson? It's just a fork of Casper. Was there anything extra? Yeah, it was like some ASIC resistance, apparently. 
I don't right. know if that's true considering how high the, the hash rate is. Um, it's also like um, a lot of people have been mining Ethereum in the past using GPU miners. So there's like a lot of GPU miners that sit idle. And you can bootstrap a network like this pretty quickly because there's a lot of idle GPU power. The problem is if you look at the hash rate, you're like, damn, like that's a pretty high hash rate for like probably very few users. So what is probably happening right now is an extreme amount of token centralization in the hands of miners. Because if they've already mined 6% of it in the past like month and a half, then yeah, you got, it's a secure network probably probably but although we don't know that for sure either like how do you know like some gigantic miner hasn't um gotten the majority of the coin supply or the hashing power right so i don't know what the mining stats are let me see if i can well yeah i don't know what the mining stats are or who the how centralized it is but um there have been cases of like uh 51 attacks on small cap um coins like this in the past is what up was telling me he follows more that mining community a little bit more than i do but that's kind of his warning with some of these is that you don't really know for sure so these are things that like if you're going to gamble on them there are definitely some that you should consider the possibility of going to zero or some kind of you know attack or whatever <laughs> so okay that makes sense there, there's so little money in it though like it's not real it's almost marginally worth attacking though right if you think about it like pre bull bull run, like you know, I think these kinds of things could run pretty easily. Yeah, I, I think if it's got the right narrative behind it as well. Uh, I remember one that up mentioned AIPG, which I dumped a little bit into, which looked quite interesting. But other yeah, than yeah that, I sort of pumped and kind of dumped again, right? AIPG did it. Yes. Um, so I think OTC was not point two. It had a run to around 0.75, and now it's retraced essentially just above OTC. It's around 0.3 at the moment, I'd say. Let's do a little bit of chart astrology on this one. Um, so let's look at what it did. So on CoinMarketCap, AI Power Grid, AIPG is what we're talking about now. It sort of like price history starts there at by 0.44. I don't know how... Um, I, I don't know how... Um, like that was initially released, it's claiming there's a market cap of 8,600,000 at the current moment. It dipped after the initial price action down to like 22 cents, which would be theoretically like its first floor price. Um, it pumped with the social media excitement, um, tweets and whatever to 0.75. And now it's pulled all the way back down to 0.28 again. So um, pretty close to the first low that it created. And its market cap's like 8.4 million. 24-hour trading volume is uh, only 281,000, which is not unusual for this market cap. Um, fully diluted valuation is also 8.6 million. So I'm assuming this is some mine coin as well. I believe this is a proof of work. Um, I don't know how fairly launched it is and whatever, but um, definitely... Um, and it's only 40% up from its absolute low right now. So not bad. Um, I, just, I don't know what this thing does. Did you ever look, did you ever do any research on this sucker or just like gambled it? Uh, more of a gamble, really. Just based okay. on AI narrative. So my AI power grid has a cute website like everybody does. Um, <laughs> it's got yeah, some exactly. wallets. 
It's got a little Discord, open source AI models, democratize AI, earn AI with Power Grid, and elevating NFTs with AI. What does this all mean? Um, <laughs> so AIPG is committed to democratizing access to AI technologies, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if they just, like, they're committing, what, is this like a decentralized LLM or something? Like, what are they using? What the hell does this do? Proof of work, there's a coin involved, trusted nodes and service protocol layer. Don't know what any of this means as far as like, um, what is the point? Let's see if there's a white paper here that says, here we're in the white paper for some coin, <laughs> um, which is usually a bad sign. Um, let's see, open source. Okay, AI technology, more accessible, more rewarding for the community, whatever that means. Beginning as a Raven coin fork which is basically a proof of work system. It adopts a proof of work to attract GP miners, then later transitions to a proof of useful work framework, which allows the miners to evolve into node operators that will host and manage local AI workloads. So for now, they're just bootstrapping the coin basically with proof of work. And then ultimately this will be used as like the same, I'm assuming GPUs or what is this? Um, not sure here. Max supply, 200 million AIPG, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so it's basically like still in roadmap phase, long story short. And it doesn't actually work yet um, as far as the actual use case. So as far as you're concerned now, it's just purely a speculative price action coin for the moment. But again, small market cap. You have some people in the community that seem to enjoy shilling it for whatever reason. Um, it didn't do that great on its first pump, though. Like, that's kind of a red flag. People think that, like, the first pumps are just, like, pump and dumps and it's a bad thing or whatever. Not really. Like, the, the, the first sort of run-up um, tends to say something about initial excitement. And if nobody's excited about it, well, guess what? It doesn't run up that much. Like, that, <laughs> that's kind of how this works. But the first run-up was to a market cap of about three times where it is now. So it's like maybe a, maybe a 20 mil market cap right about is where it, where it hit. Um, so whereas I think Zephyr's first run, it ran up like, but Zephyr's a little bit different because it took about six months. This first little blip is kind of not even a run up really. It's probably just noise. So I would say like, yeah, you're, you're getting in pretty early at this price, but at the same time, what could happen with this is um, I think it'll probably test a price lower than its initial like dip that it first had in December 23rd to 23 cents. Why is this? Because um, number one, you'd have to have a lot of attention on this thing. And number two, the miners are going to be selling similar to Zephyr or anything else. Miners are going to be producing some sell pressure. So your attention and new buyers have to exceed the sell pressure. And I think New buyers are going to get nervous until this thing double bottoms. Um, and like, so you might say, okay, you know, if this is sub 5 million market cap, um, then it's probably a place to sort of set an alarm or something. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. So like, you know, because people are going to be wondering, hey, is this going to dump below the initial the first dip or not? I don't know. And it and it's pure vaporware. It doesn't really do anything yet as far as like what does this GPU power, you know, how do you interface with it? Is it 
you know, you've now created a network of people that have GPUs and then later people are going to run AI shit on it. But the reality is like, what AI shit are you going to run on this thing? You're going to run like Mistral or something. Some of these things you can run, um, some LLMs and whatnot, you can pretty much run in your own home personal computer, especially the open source ones. So I'm not really sure what the, who the potential user of this thing is. We're talking about like, I think this is one of those things that to some extent rode the AI hype wave. And that also makes me nervous because like um, the AI sort of hype narrative on Twitter, at least for crypto stuff has diminished some somewhat. So anyway, just some thoughts there on that one. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm of the same opinion, to be honest. I think at the moment it's vaporware. I do think further down the cycle, the AI hype narrative will um, reemerge at some point. Will, yeah, will reemerge at some point. So mm-hmm. I feel I think my my average is about I think it was about 0.25. So I'm pretty com- I've put a very small amount. Yeah, so you're fine and, here. Yeah, just point two five is pretty much the bottom so far. Point two three yeah, was the, the very bottom, so it's not bad. It's it's had a pretty good retracement. It wasn't a rug pull type retracement where it was like straight down. It it went down over a period of like that little pump in January fourth to now is where it where it sort of decelerated. But um, yeah, the the. These charts, though, like people start getting comfortable when they feel like they've flattened up, flattened out, and that new buyers are stepping in and buying up the mine supply. These things can bleed for a bit. So I think like a few months from now might be a place to relook at where AIPG is and see if they're they're like you know found a bottom or whatever. Okay. But, uh, the amount sense. of hashing power involved, though, you have to think though, like that's a lot of hash for an 8 million market cap. And so it's, just, it's probably secured, but, um, and probably undervalued based on the hash power. Um, but you never know with these damn things because hashing power just comes out of nowhere just because there's a bunch of miners who have nothing better to do. Um, it doesn't mean they really love the project or whatever. They just come in early because they know the difficulty rating is low and they can mine a bunch of coins. And if they get lucky, it moons. If they don't get lucky, oh, well, it didn't cost them that much anyway, right? That's their theory. So I, I think all of these things get a high hash rate early on these days. Anyway, here's how are you? Hey there, Sefi. I've been waiting a while to come back on these Twitter spaces to share some of my top altcoin picks for 2024 with you guys. Would you like to hear my top I can't altcoin wait. picks for 2024? Yeah, sounds amazing. Let me know what what what's the what's your top um, pick right now? Well, if I had to pick an altcoin, it would probably be uh, Link or Zeph or Kuji or Bitcoin or Ethereum or Doge. Oh, wow! Uh, yes. How are you, Seppi? Pretty good. You have a keen eye for these things, apparently. Yeah. That's my exact portfolio split six ways. Hmm. That's okay. That's exactly what I hold. What have you guys been up to? What's going on? What's the latest? Are you still holding Zeph? Um, mm-hmm. What are you thinking about Kujira? Uh, are you still feeling Link? Um, share what's the latest and greatest. 
Yeah. So um, Kajira is not bad. It's kind of, I think it's found its new market cap home where it's going to live for a while. So like, you know, cause it, it's, it broke out like in what October, November or something. So it'll probably hang around this like $2 to five bucks area for who knows how long, maybe six months, maybe more, who knows. But um, the, like usually after these runups, you have to have a whole bunch of new users buy at this level to sort of settle this market cap in, make it real, so to speak. And it hasn't really been uh, very long at these levels. So it's got some time, I think. That was always my thought so, with Kujira as well, is that to move to the next level, it needs to get on some top exchanges and get more distribution and people kind of buying in and um, right now, it's just I feel like the number of people involved. I don't, I don't know if the team. I don't know if the team has enough like money to be like right. doing exchange listings and shit. So that's that's kind of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's the kind the of thing, thing that makes me a little nerve. Like the plus side and the minus side on Kajira would be the plus side is it's a bunch of Terra crowd that probably was in this and probably um, bought some coins and you know ran this thing up. That's the good part. The bad part is now like your existing audience is who got you this price movement. Yeah. And now we need to have like Kajira needs to have like a year or so where it finds new users. And um, what makes me a bit nervous about layer ones generally, all of them really, Mm. is that the number like the number of different chains and attention spans between the different things is getting wider and wider. Yeah. It's super hard. And yeah, it's becoming like, look at how Injective ran, you know, to a billion market cap or whatever. It doesn't even do anything yet, right? Like, it's not, I don't yeah. think anything's on there. And it ran from like um, a dollar to oh, 40, know, like 45 bucks or something. Yeah. 40 something, right? So when you, um, well, no, I'm not, not Injective. Um, I'm thinking of Neutron, I'm sorry. Oh. Injective is a little bit more stuff to do on there. But like Injective ran up to a billion dollars from like 25 cents up to like $1.68 on Neutron. And there you legitimately have nothing to do on it. It's just simply like a Cosmos sign You can chain. swap with teeth. <laughs> you know, yeah, like you we, can swap your atom for with teeth. I think that's the, uh, yeah. the utility, <laughs> what, which is super exciting. That's the utility. Well, listen, but listen like, here, yeah, welcome. Pure speculative. But imagine, like, welcome to Neutron Conference. Everybody here is like a stadium. It's like, it's like you know, well, congrats. Well, we've got a big, big announcement for everybody and and i'd like you all to just hold your breath drum rolls please you can now swap your with for atom and everyone just breaks out into rapturous applause the stadium loses then you have a party it. at the end right and everyone goes home <laughs> so yeah I, but yeah that might be a bit, bit a bit of an exaggeration the ceiling. yeah that's the yeah 100 and then injective is like a little bit more to do like um but yeah still like you know it's not like uh <laughs> none of this stuff is super useful not, yeah. anybody so the thing is like neutron was fine like at 60 cents and you run it up and maybe it, you know like it almost made it to like a fib at 172 just about um so my theory was it was going to go for like right around 172 to like maybe 193 and then it kind of starts dropping off and now it's like you know hitting 50 day moving average and this thing and neutron has not had a chance to do like a giga dump yet right so it needs something to pick up a bunch of new buyers in volume, it's got to drop a lot. So I would say like 
I don't know. From here, Neutron looks like a yeah solid contender for like a fifty percent haircut. <laughs> I, I I mean, like with Neutron is on Binance, uh, Injectives on Binance. That's the thing that Kujira mm-hmm. needs. That's the thing. That's that's yep. what it needs to get to the next stage of its life. Tia say um, Neutron Injective because these things emerged on Binance relatively early. Um, everything sort of like and Coinbase and things like this. They they pumped a lot fast. Um, so yeah, that does make some difference in the early um, stage, but it's also, it makes VCs rich really quickly. And that always should make that you too. nervous too. Because <laughs> if they see a 10X, they're like, fuck this, I'm out of, you know, I need to exit some of this or whatever. I don't know what the yeah, man. schedule is. I mean, some but, of these guys, Dragonfly, Multicoin, even Jump, yep. like they've, they've made fantastic investments. And, Not only that, but remember, some people, even though they have like a vesting amount, yeah, you know for sure some of them also just put some cash in too because then they can exit whenever they feel like it. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's yeah. basically straight up insider trading in crypto, right? So like, there's no question <laughs> that happens. And uh, so you yeah. like the vesting and all that shit doesn't fully matter. Like, look at look at Celestia. The fucking like FDV is like eighteen billion. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you know, like yep. that thing's ready for. Yeah, I mean, Wabi needs to get his. Uh, Wabi needs to get his uh, ass handed to him. He's been like he's been um, he's been uh, bragging about his Tia position to the entire planet. I bet it's time for him to get his uh, ass whipped, right? It's time like, for the local top. It's time to grind down <laughs> for the first six months of twenty twenty four. You know, get ready. Yeah, like it's it's this is what happens. Like you have these early runners, and um, what will happen is like everything else will start to run, and then your shit that went up already is going to crash. <laughs> like that's what happens a lot. So like something that's run up like, and you know, a classic example of that was uh, Chainlink 2020, right? Like it ran up a lot and then it's sort of like, um, uh, and then like even in 2021 and then underperformed after that. And so early runners sometimes don't necessarily, they run out of steam because their charts look way too overbought and, you know, sellers are ready to take mega profits on whatever shit they got. Like. Yeah, I mean, like, what kind of market cap is this? Celestia's like market cap is two point seven billion, with an FDV of seventeen billion. What? Seventeen bill. I mean, it's always fun to seventeen bill is like, fucking um, like that's uh that's the yeah. that's the FDV of Chainlink, as a reference. Well, it's it's, it's fun to compare <laughs> it to like real businesses as well. Um, yeah. You know, like, like, oh, like real, businesses. Re- real businesses with valuations are sort of. Like it's almost like they follow a different rule completely. Yeah, like this weird game of like FTV seventeen billion dollars. Like what what companies are worth seventeen billion? Hang on. Exactly. Can you still hear me? Oh yes, you can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, no, for sure. Like yeah, these things uh, are just funny in this way. This weird circulating supply. Um, yeah. So like just looking at this thing going kind of straight up, and you know you could always be wrong, and these things can keep running. But man, like there comes a point where as if you're uh, ahead and rich on something like that and you're not exiting i bought it initially like two bucks or something like if you're not exiting at 17 jesus all right fine uh go for yeah. it your um, fdb but there's exactly. so much less risk in other shit like at this point you could probably make a 3x on litecoin without even batting an eye almost no loss right it's like like at the very very bottom of the market so when other things start running these things won't move as much as people think i think um, not to mention the newbies have no fucking clue what this thing is, right? That's the other thing. So when when the thing starts dumping, they're not going to be the ones supporting it. They'll be supporting all the shit that's been sitting around for years. So um, 
I'm on uh, I'm on companiesmarketcap.com, which is like coinmarketcap.com except for companies. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Boeing is 130 billion, so Tia's not quite there. Hang on, I'm still scrolling. <laughs> it's just like so fucking funny to compare like the um yeah what you have to do to launch a crypto project versus what you have to do to build like an aerospace company like a global uh okay we're getting down here somewhere i mean <laughs> yeah we, okay we're starting to get down to like the sort of to get into the top 500 companies my market cap you need to be like 30 something billion you know <laughs> i mean so that's um yeah like hyundai is like 32 bill adidas is like 32 bill this seems to be the sticking point around 30 uh-huh. uh 32 and, but there's another thing too is like there's a lot more liquidity depth there so yeah, for like, like what is the metric electric. for that sort of thing? By the way, like there's got to be a metric for like market cap and depth. Yeah. Um, yeah. like how much? Yeah, realized uh, gains can you actually have if everyone sells? You know, or like twenty percent of people sell or something. There's got to be some metric to to clarify yeah. that point. You'd think um, exactly like percent, like like how much of this could be sold in like. I don't know, like based on the monthly trading volume or something. Mm-hmm. I don't, like so, so, some kind of weird thing like that. Okay, cool. So we're getting down to like 17. We're pretty close now. So okay. like comparable companies. Uh, let's see. Siemens India is 17.7 billion. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I mean, not, I've not heard of a lot of these, to be fair. I don't know what. Uh, okay. 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 I mean, these are pretty useless. A lot of them, at least at first glance uh standard bank group 17 billion don't know what that is something called telefonica brazil <laughs> 17 billion okay mm, so i mean like that's kind of where um uh where celestia is right now jacobs engineering 16.7 sort of like comparable to like indian telephone um, um, infrastructure or <laughs> uh some sort of brazilian brazilian bank or something you know around there yeah, seems yeah. to be um, where it's settled so uh oh here we go china overseas landed investments that's interesting that's less that's 15.96 saudi arabian fertilizer company that sounds involved i'm not yeah, sure yeah. like how you fertilize in saudi arabia that sounds like a really hard a really hard um, problem to solve. <laughs> so, but high demand, I would think. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck, man. Like, we need to grow some crops right now. Like, the sand like, how are we doing this thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a tough problem to solve. I'd love to see the pitch deck. Hard. I'd love to see the pitch deck for that. Yeah, yeah. 17 um, billion on that one, for sure. Cool. But yeah, it, it always brings things <laughs> into perspective, you know, um, for sure. So. so, but yeah, like I think some of these things that have already run and they've had like like pretty much a line on these log scales they come to a point where they top out and it's like um you know you don't know which fibs it's going to hit on these extensions and things but like just neutron for example i first charted this thing when it like it topped out at like 58 cents and i bought it right around there and then it ran up one two three four five fib extensions above the first pump Right, so like these things move hard when they move past the, these levels. Um, you love to see I, it. But in Neutron's case, it was like it was just listed at a lot of places very, very early, 
Um, and I think it was just really, really available and everyone could see the like, you know, how they get those little, you know, messages, such and such is trending today. Yes. People, people really do tend to buy on those green candles. Yeah, exactly. That you, you, if you can get on all of the t- like tier one exchanges from the start, the, the tech is, it almost is irrelevant at that point. It's oh, just like heck? all just like traded. Um, yeah, it's pure, like, purely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, if you're in the top, like 50 or hundred. And people, you're on the radar, like, oh, this one's kind of moving, looks cool, looks fun, um, whatever. It, it, it's almost irrelevant what the, the project is. And that's why it's an uphill battle for Kuji. Kuji needs to get on some exchanges to sort of like escape this uh, current situation, which is, like you said, it's a lot of Luna guys, a lot of Terra guys, uh, but you need, to, you need to grow beyond that pie. Because that pie was originally baked by a man called Dog Kwan. Um, mm. And he created all those distribution lines and brought in all the people. So a lot of the people, it's like it's like using the the skeleton that was put in place before from Terra, but like not continuing to push that too yeah, much. Yeah, like, ongoing like, sort of marketing stuff is difficult. But here's the here's the bullish side for Kujira. Then, if you say, well, maybe there's not a lot of like FOMO in it, and as it pulls back, you can easily add to it because there's not a lot of um, froth basically in the in the baked in so yeah, you can, the supply is all kind of distributed is yeah like supplies the out there and yeah all of those reasons like you could say well maybe and and there's a plus side remember too if it's relatively illiquid then when it pumps it can pump quite a lot so yes. like, which, which it would probably be nice for kajira to get to like a billion market cap and then wind up on some other exchanges uh, is my thought like that'd be nice one so question a billion market cap is like a two x from here pretty much Years, would you happen to know how much it's going to cost you to get a listing on an exchange like uh, in US, US dollar A couple million bucks, okay? I don't know. I, I genuinely have no idea. Um, I think it depends on case-to-case individual negotiations, that sort of thing. So, I mean, And also, if you, don't have, um, if you don't have enough supply yourself as the team to then loan to market makers in the first place. Yeah, yeah um, that's the point, right? Yeah. So if Kuji wants to get on whatever exchange, they they will have to show up with some decent sized bags of a trading. Yeah, they, set, right? they need they need a bag of Kuji. Yeah, they need a bag of Kuji to loan out in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you you pretty much just can't do it. And then you've got to buy back your own token. You've got to <laughs> accumulate your own token so that you can then loan it to market makers in the first place. So it's the kind of thing, if you don't plan it for it ahead of time, then it's really, really hard to make it happen. Did they not, it. though? Did they not have any distribution that's the team owned? I have no clue, actually. I, I, don't, I don't really know. Yeah, um, I didn't pay attention to that yeah. particular thing. You know, I bought a chunk of it. I'm like, look, it's, uh, it's got, you know, what they have going for them is they have good execution. Um, their projects look beautiful. Um, the user experience is nice, and that goes a long way. And then the next step is like, um, what kind of interesting games and Chuck E. Cheese, you know, games you're going to have on the actual um, system? Because you know, uh, you know, where where does it get to a point where it's like, okay, some fraction of the people involved on a layer one want their layer one token to go up and buy Kuji? That would be like myself, right? Like, I don't really care about what's happening in Kuji DeFi too much. I'm not really playing that game. Uh, not to mention, there's not like it, like Coinly doesn't attack this fucking thing, so you can't even do your taxes and shit. So like, 
All it's going to do is look like pro promising the the next whatever. Oh right? yeah, yeah. No, but what I'm saying is than actual utility. I, I on most on most L one really... like at least ninety five percent of the holders are interested in their layer one token going up. Probably, I would say. I mean, I would think that like you know a relatively small yeah, proportion of the probably people more are... like ninety nine. Probably like probably like ninety nine percent. But what I would say though one. is. <laughs> Um, yeah, hundred, hundred one. Uh, but what is, but what is the it. magic? What is the magic app DAP that needs to show up on your thing? Probably perps, oh, maybe. It's so hard. Like that's actually the the entire problem. Like, um, yeah, yeah. It's like what app is actually going to get built that people will use that can is is going to utilize all this infra in the first place, other than an unstoppable casino. Like that's basically what it is. Um, yeah, but, like add token after token after token, and just pumping. There's, there's, there's a fundamental thing um, specifically. I know we're on we're like kind of wailing on Kuji for some reason. I do love the team. I do like I do like the UX. I think it's cool. Um, but but I do um, think. Uh, but by the way, I think it's funny that considering there's almost nothing to do in in crypto, it's like uh like the team was fading meme coins. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? Mm. Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like they're really, really like um like true to their philosophy and their philosophy is not aligned with the philosophy that uh centralized exchanges want to see that <laughs> they want to see like hype they want to see like numbers they want to see followers they want to see that kind of stuff uh -huh. so um if, if before, you're not like before listing you mean yeah yeah and so if you're not really about that which i, I feel like dove is not uh then it's really hard to do so then you're you're kind of in this new this uh this this out outsider position don't don't um, you get the sense that like chris armani with uh, tfl is in the same boat now yeah well i i'm even i'm super bearish <laughs> i'm super super bearish on on new terra um i don't know about you guys but yeah uh, not not like they're in, the limbo. Money. They're in the limbo yeah um they they need so like i don't know why you guys bought terra, like no you've got i mean place, you've got but, some good nerds there as far as like making things but the thing is like so far there's not a um there's not like th there needs to be a more fun sort of narrative okay. fun up and that's not that doesn't exist yet you know so there are the original reason that i bought any luna was because doe was an excellent pitcher and had an excellent vision and a product idea and he built out this ust which is like groundbreaking and moves the needle a lot mm -hmm. across crypto and then Anchor made a ton of sense, kind of. And then Mira made a ton of sense, kind of. And that was enough. And I was like, shit, man, this guy is red hot. I want to hold this guy's token. Um, if you remove Doe and, and you just sort of say, we're going to build like Enterprise and we're going to build the other apps like the, um, what have they got? It's uh, Warp. Enterprise and Warp and these things, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's missing an edge. It's missing like... Um, I don't know, like it's compare genius. it to like Mirror. It's it's, it's, it's the genius, right? You always have yeah, to like it's, it's not it's kind of like moving from um uh I don't know, like Formula One to we're gonna make like the Microsoft paperclip um Go for it. you know, <laughs> we're gonna make the paperclip assistant like hey there buddy, I'm your terror friend. It's like we are deploying the paperclip buddy. <laughs> for all of crypto to use and get excited about it's like dude this is not exciting i'm not i'm not feeling it right now I'm yeah, not look here is an ellen key right <laughs> yeah you, know, exactly. you, you have to have even for like enterprise down stuff you need to have some like templates 
of how someone's going to make a bunch of money with this thing, right? It's like, think about why people make DAOs. They make DAOs, why? Because they want to run their homeowners association? No, they, they, they make them because they figure they can create some kind of like little mini hedge fund and make some money or something. Mm. And it's like, and then when you do that, like, why are you doing this? Like, why would you build yourself this DAO with this thing? And like, how much money is there to be made? And how does that bring yeah. new users? So it's, it's, it's kind of, of like, um, either right. goes for, oh, I've lost you. Okay, you're back. Okay, um, either you go for uh, unstoppable casino thesis, like people just want to use crypto to make money. Okay, cool. Let's make a fun app where people can make money in an interesting way. And then that's going to get success. Um, or you go full vaporware, like you go full Cardano, and uh -huh. you come up with like insane, <laughs> like insane theories. And You're you gonna come cure up with cancer. Like, yeah, like In this, this fucking blockchain is gonna cure cancer. <laughs> like this is We're gonna this save is the, we've the, got... the gorillas in the jungle. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, we, we've got another partnership with that woman who's friends with the gorillas and the chimps, and she's gonna come in. And we've got twenty PhD doctors, and we're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna save the orangutans. And we have um, like three of the original like Bitcoin white paper, right? And whatever. So yeah, oh. that that that's the other. So you go either side of the barbell, like like, and you're gonna get like way higher chance of success. Don't go for the middle, like you know, Microsoft Paperclip Assistant for crypto. Like it's not exciting for anybody, and well, you, you can't make any money. So you know, you would need something like a, a proof of carbon sequestration or something stupid like that. You know, it's like <laughs> no, people yeah. have tried that shit. It just doesn't get any attention. People have people tried, tried um, climate combining down. crypto with ESG bullshit and whatever. Yeah, it's just like not a. It hasn't resonated at all with anybody, pretty much. Klimadao was an ohm fork, which was then um, given a. Uh, ESG spin of like we're buying carbon credits or something, um, but it was just like ohm, like the Ponzi, you know, ten thousand percent APR. Uh, but then they they added like um, we're saving the climate <laughs> angle on top, which was like it was just a massive scam um, and destroyed the entire like renewable crypto whatever you want to call it kind of movement like at the beginning. So that was um, that's just that's it in a nutshell, really. Uh, I well, think the best move and anything for... that claims to like take crypto money somehow and invest in the real world is just rife with chaos. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's totally impossible. It's just yeah. like um, it's but that's like if you're going to do that, then you should go for like I said the the hokey pokey Cardano approach. Like we are going to do a timeshare. We're going to build a new city in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and you all. Hey, by the way, did Angel Protocol? Like, did they save any children or anything? Like, what did they do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what, what happened with that? I have no idea. I know, I know the Chauncey guy like took his his um his, his tokies he accidentally got given and then sold them and then bought them back lower or something. But um, I have no idea um, what happened with Angel Protocol. I don't know what they were purported to save or to to fix in the first place, though. So I wouldn't know if they if they achieved their goals. Yeah. You know, Charles Hoskinson is actually a living proof that a beard is a marketing tool. You know? That's what I've always said. If he didn't have the beard, probably the market cap would be fifty percent of what it is now. Agreed. Agreed. Sense <laughs> Samson in his hair. <laughs> Uh, God, clutch, but yeah, what you up to? to the clutch. What are you up to? You, you hanging out? Clutch, you there? You having a good time? <laughs> well, he might be busy. 
he's emoji at the moment. Anyway, um, yeah, you're so like so. So this is the Kuji um, situation in a nutshell. I think interesting, but um, it's just got to bring in some new users over a period of time. But at the same time, like I think it's uh, price wise, it's not a bad like overall risk position here in the sense that like its breakout level was a dollar ninety five because that's sort of what it um, in its price history on Mexi or whatever, and um, so I think 195 is kind of a good like um like anything over two bucks is kind of a good deal as far as the market cap and volume and everything on this one. So we're like 357. So it's like you can just scale into this one if you into Kujira, no problem. And um if it goes down, it'll probably come back up given sufficient time because the market yeah. cap is not egregiously high for these types of things, right? Like yeah. 400 million market cap is is it is now 400 something like that, right? It's good value. I mean, like if you're going to say crypto is ever good value for money, I suppose yeah. compared it's to like other 400 million right? dollar, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. And also, um, you can speculate on the future listing, um, which is like not impossible at all. And if they keep on building cool stuff, then I'm sure that they've got a very good shot. So, hey, let's see. I, I do yeah. like the guys, especially as well. if they can bring in like perps and stuff. That probably adds another. Um, you know, it adds a two X to this, probably just an overall use, you know, the, the perps are cool. Um, and also, you know, the guys have integrity, they're going to stick around, which is actually yeah. worth a good bit of money in people uh, like the team. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's worth some money. Um, it's got a, um, I don't know if these numbers on CoinGecko are correct, but it shows like an FDV of, um, uh, yeah, the full market cap slash FDV is 433 million. There's no, um, there's no sort of extra tokens hiding somewhere. The TVL is only 114 million, and I don't know why, but like their 24-hour trading volume is only showing at 1.4 mil, which is quite low considering the market cap, right? And this is what makes—I don't know if this is just calculated wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, is it, is it not including all of the various dexes and whatnot? Don't know if it includes like where is it listed? It's listed on Fin on their own um, order book, and then it's on. What like Mexi? No, so, but what I'm know. saying on this, um, I, I'm trying to find on oh Kuji markets. Here we go. Yeah, and it has Fin, Camelot, Osmosis, Mexi, and these are the the main ones. Coinex has it. Uniswap V3, Arbitrum One has it. Shades got it, which you know, and then Thor Wallet Dex and. Uh, pancake swap so they they listed it in random places um and that's sort of where the so if you look at the volume though um on most of these places it's basically nil um kajira finn had like 24 volume forty three thousand dollars. um where's mexi's volume about three hundred seventy seven thousand dollars. so currently oh, yes. mexi is the highest um volume destination it's interesting it's not um not a ton i mean it kind of comes with the territory though uh i guess the volume's not going to be super high if you're only listed on like finn and mexi it's 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 not going to be comparable to if you're listed on okx and upbit or whatever so although by comparison like if you look at zephyr right like look look at where it is now comparatively um its market cap is 42 million at this level and its 24-hour volume was like, I think yesterday it was running like 1.2 mil. Today's like 780,000. 
So for reference, Zephyr is doing much better volume considering the, the, the market cap that it's at compared to Kuji. So like if you were to compare these two and say, what's the better buy today? It's like uh, Zephyr is dramatically better buy today from the just general perspective of like, um, like where it is on the chart and everything else. So that's interesting. Like, so Kuji, that's what makes me a little bit nervous. It's like, there's definitely some diehard holders there, but um, like not a lot holding the price up. And so my bag could dump considerably whenever, whenever, whenever it feels, like. mm, it feels, <laughs> feels illiquid. Feels, feels it's illiquid. illiquid. It's yeah. illiquid. It's not feels a liquid. It is a liquid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The feeling <laughs> is derived from the reality. The feeling case. is mutual. Yeah, yeah. the uh, feeling we're going to so, be mutually fucked if it goes down. That's all. Yeah. Well. <laughs> right. So wait, what? What about Zeph? Um, what's changed with Zeph since I made the music video? Um, there's um, there's um, lots well, of. For sure. Now is when you ought to get it. It's like down at like. 1450 down from about 52 so it's exactly at like a fifth wow level. interesting here is too the the this is the price that if it dips just a little bit below you can actually convert to the zephyr reserve um zrs token which everyone wants so it's like that's created kind of a little mini floor here because um oh, how much did you get hmm? how much did you get so far i got nine <laughs> like it's Powder got more than I did. Uh, but yeah, you just have to be there at the exact time and like watch it and watch it and watch it and then spam the fucking thing to get your coin. Um, and uh, But the point here is like, here is like what we were saying earlier is because that creates that attention um, at the where the reserve ratio, you can finally convert to the reserve token. That's a really popular thing. And it creates attention right at the exact time when the price drops. So it creates this interesting attention uh, vortex. And um, and then you know volume picked up as well right around here also so I think it's getting close to the floor. Um, what's the team like? What was the Zephyr team's reaction to, um, you know, like I know I know Mouse Bruce probably made some suggestions about the marketing. You probably made some suggestions about the marketing. How receptive were they uh, to that? Um, we didn't really. I don't know. I didn't see too much replies regarding marketing. I don't think they're interested in doing any kind of pumping or anything the my understanding is there's like some more a couple more exchange listings being worked on in the background and there is um uh they're trying to do like a decentralized oracle system um to add to the system so it's more robust and then um the other thing they were working on is i think um the zeridex they were looking at yeah possibly doing a dex or working with someone that has a dex I don't know if they're working with Sarai or somebody else that's trying to build like something that can tie to Monero and other coins. So that would be really good to have um, because like that's a source of FUD, right? Like what if it gets banned on MEXC, then what? Or something like this. So you want some DEXs and whatnot that you can swap this on. So yeah, I mean, there, there's still some stuff in the works, um, but the but the team looks, you know, like they're behaving seriously. An interesting thing is too, like five hundred thousand dollars worth of ZSD was minted while the price of Zephyr was relatively low, which is a good sign because, like, you want the minting to happen when the price goes down, not when it goes up. Like, you know, when you know that way, like, it shows confidence near the bottom, essentially. Anyway, whatever it is, um, yeah, it's still trucking along nicely. The chart looks really good. It has a nice. Um, 
like distribution pattern. It wasn't like a pump and straight dump. It's going dropping for the last like two months or so, maybe it's getting into two and a half months now. So um, hopefully we're reaching bottom soon. Um, hard, always hard to tell. It kind of what it did was it kind of stuck to like 16 bucks for almost like a month. And then it finally capitulated down to like 12 bucks. And so now I think that's probably the capitulation. Yeah, I remember it was about $7 when Bruce first messaged yeah. and said, buy that, buy this coin. Yeah, when we first got it, it was about six, yeah, six-ish. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wait, you told you first? Um, I told him. Oh, all right then. <laughs> well, up told me. And I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. We should get some of this. And then next thing you know, at the same time, there was like, it was the social media virality was just starting right then though. Like YouTube videos, everything showed up right around that time. Uh, Miners yeah. and everybody was posting about it. That's why you got this like immediate attention pump. And you know how these pumps are. These are all attention based. So when will the next one of those happen? It's some mixture of like price going down, some influencers and whoever acquiring the coin. And then they have a sizable enough bag to give them like a justification to go and pump it somewhere. And then, you know, then, then it'll fly at some point. That's how this stuff works. <laughs> like, yeah. You have the only incentive because no one's getting paid anything. So the only incentive to talk about it is like, if you own it. Right. That, that makes sense, you know? So that's what's oh, it. Oh, have... oh, since, since what was it? 14th of November, right? Or 13th, something, somewhere around that when Sefi first mentioned it, there's about 700,000 more coins in supply now. So yeah, the, so the, yeah, that's the, other, dude, the circulating supply is definitely bigger now. So that's going to have some effect as well. Um, but, you know, that's could be construed as good too, because now it's like the team allocation is getting proportionally smaller and smaller um, as time goes on, which is kind of like... That's an interesting way to put it. Yes. Because the team allocation is like a pre-mine of like 500,000 coins. When we were at 2.4 million oh. coins, right, their fraction is much smaller. And now like at near 3 million coins, it's, that's, the, the, you know, the fraction. I was going to say, did the team divest any of their uh, tokens? But we don't know. But the interesting <laughs> thing about that, they have a good way to divest. Like it makes no sense for them to sell in the open market because you have, that's the beauty of this system. They can actually convert right. to CSD. Well, that's one thing. I wonder if they sell right. over the counter. <laughs> that's a, that's the plus that. side. Yeah. Uh, yes, I see. Interesting. But the price is definitely more attractive than when you guys are saying, just buy one, just buy one, you know, like $50. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, I think I'm still going to hold off. I still am not completely into the privacy thing, like as a... <laughs> like uh as a idea i mean i get it no but the easy, thing is this but... doesn't have to get huge that's the thing the, the it's the market cap's low enough that like even a modest bull market growth of you know 10x from here is quite reasonably and yeah doable right because like you're talking about it, you know 52 bucks made it in pretty much no time you have a realized market cap with about a million bucks of trading volume per day over the period of like two months for a coin that is now only $42 million. So it's like, it has traded its entire market cap now, um, you know, once or twice, right? That's a good sign that like, there's enough um, manifestation of this becoming like a real market cap. So I think it's fair here. Um, mm. And like, um, yeah, and, and getting to sort of like, um, even a half billion market cap for something like this with the volume, we already know that, things like Kuji did it, right? So it's very feasible. And um, all those miners and people are basically watching the price and they're going to be looking to be like buying the dips. 
because they're yeah yeah so i think like getting to $200 to $400 range is relatively the relatively easier zone and from 14 bucks that's easy $400 is easy that's the easy zone yes like for oh yeah uh, i i mean <laughs> like, i mean i i don't want to be the man with little imagination for yeah sure. I, I do like for, to know a little bit more about the team though but like remember I how you i think you forgot how bull markets look remember yeah. like every piece of shit thing goes to half a parabolic bill. nonsense oh, goes like, parabolic. and yeah. it's like like you don't even have to have a justification i mean you know like yeah. i mean so and i think but the fact you don't want to have a justification is the point. you don't want a justification exactly it's pure 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 emotion like what happens is it's really simple like as you get into a bull market, what ends up happening is, is people scroll down their coin market cap and they go, hey, what hasn't run yet? And they take their profits from whatever and they dump it into whatever. And every, remember, like even ridiculous little DAP tokens reach, you know, hundreds of millions of market cap, just obnoxious levels. So to reach a 400 mil, I mean, sort of like um, a half a billion market cap. Um, uh, and by the way, like at a $400 ZEP, that's a 1 billion market cap for this one. And the interesting thing has been too, the hash rate's been very good. So it's like you have a hash rate that runs maybe about like on average, like 75% of what Monero's hash rate is. It had a bit of a hash rate capitulation with this lower price, which is good. It gets some of the like vampire miners out and gets the like solid miners to stick around. And then like the nice thing about that is that over time, the like hash rate um, for this is like, let's say it's half Monero. You're, you're talking about like a 40 mil market cap where Monero is like three, 3 billion, right? So there's plenty of theoretical upside for, for um, not to say that this becomes the immediate next Monero or something, but you have more flywheels here too with the ZSD mechanism um, and whatnot. So it's not a bad setup. And like Terra, like what's interesting here is you have a theoretical community of uh, Monero people who become like, some of those become Zephyr people as well or, and miners too probably some of the miners move from Monero to this because like the hash rate for Monero is dropping as this one was going up, which is interesting. So I think it's, I think it's got good dynamics for this market cap. I think it's still very, very fair. And I was adding from like 30 bucks all the way down to, down to here. So I added to my original um, position and uh, we're at like 1.8 giga hash per second and rising at the moment. So pretty good. This is a good, like, now it's a bit more balanced in terms of difficulty and like total coins coming into circulation and whatever. It's not bad. So, but with these things, you never really know like how long it takes for that supply to be uh, taken up and how much of those like supply is going to be um, sort of like overhead sell pressure in the future and how many people are going to hodl like big time. Cause here's the thing, like Caspa was a good example of one where it had a crazy high hash rate. A lot of people got involved and you would think that it would, not make it to three billion dollars yet here we are right it's like 2.2 billion so um i think with the proof of work you just have to resonate with um certain communities and like uh, and uh and ride that wave but at least like the good thing was we had recently caspa do this which presents like a like i don't know imagine like it's good for people's imagination what if it could be the next caspa is kind of like the the thought people have in the the microcap proof of work community, I think that's the that's the mindset. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those kind of um, yeah, it's a layer one proof of work like could do well, 
you know, let's see, like, you know, place a few chips. I look at it like roulette, you know, mm-hmm. you can place a few chips in that one. Um, okay, shall we move on to the next topic, which is Link. Link, What's yeah. going on with Link right now? What's the deal with Link? I bought a gigantic bag of Link, meaning, like, it represents now something like 70-plus per- percent of... Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, so, like, we're talking about... Um, That's conviction. No, there's there. It is very, very much undervalued compared to what the market understands about Link. That's the beauty. Um, and like what they have created with CCIP. Um, think about this: like pretty much everything that you want out of Cosmos IBC, uh, CCIP now does. But the difference being the node networks that run it. Are basically Oracle networks, so you know you don't need an external Oracle at that point. So if you have a chain, let's say say network, and let's say you add CCIP native into the the chain, then what happens immediately is you can now connect to any other chain that has also incorporated CCIP, and transfer things like Circle USD, which is now on it. You can transfer like NFTs now, by the way, by via CCIP between protocols so see it has an nft um uh what do you call it like layer yeah so what's interesting yeah. about that is is now like let's say you have whatever blockchain you are um you're being left out by not incorporating this why because who has incorporated so far arbitrum optimism polygon uh gmx ave Right. So like any primitive that you have that is now sort of like, you know, created from any of those protocols can be immediately transferred over to your chain that that happens to have that protocol also. Um, Which is brilliant because then now you don't have to do any work to go get USDC onto your network. Does that make sense? So like I can start a brand new chain today, have CCI built into it and you have USDC automatically now. So yeah, um, or or any just, uh, and, or or any other thing that has a integration, which you know for sure, Tether and everybody else is going to do this because the brilliant thing here is Chainlink's not a blockchain. Chainlink is a series of basically um, uh, like series of node networks specific to specific oracles, and as a result, like anybody who wants to like have their own node network, let's say. Um, you know, a stock exchange or whatever can incorporate with, with, um, uh, they can incorporate with Chainlink. And then, um, when you're uh, connected to them, you have the Oracle price feed on top of other things like, um, you can build in like proof of reserves. So they, so Chainlink is the leading provider now of, or, and into the future probably of proof of reserve. So like, one of the exchanges I believe that is connected to them for proof of reserve was, um, I think it was not maybe OKX or one of the other ones. I forget the name of it, but like what you can do now is like, you can prove that whatever reserves you have, um, are being fed into this thing so that you can like use that for, for example, like tokenizing gold or whatever it is you're going to do. The proof of reserve system is built sort of like to add additional, um, like add additional, uh, proof that you have this thing so proof of reserves proof of um so like cross-chain nft like cross-chain any token 
And the nice thing is it's infinitely scalable because it's not a blockchain. That's the beauty of it. Um, so you have any number right. of node networks. Chainlink link token now, what it does is it functions as universal gas token. So you don't have to own any other coins to trade any of the coins or move any of the ones within the CCIP network. So that would this be- is, This is the, um, so right, yeah, like, so bridging right now is a fucking mess. Like across yes, the this most is no more bridges. Um, and yeah. yeah, so be because either like with wormhole, you send across and then you, you don't have fungible tokens like ETH coming from Ethereum and ETH coming from Arbitrum, ETH coming from BNB chain is different and they're not fungible with each other. So right. you need a pool, you need liquidity, you just swap. You, you need a tokens. third party who is this gigantic is and decentralized enough, which wormhole is not. So the, the thing there is then you need to swap tokens, but with CCTP or CTIP, like I think CC Circle is calling it CCTP, you'll be able to just burn and mint um, without exactly. swapping. You will be able the, to burn mint, exactly. The, the important thing there is that Chainlink is the only, and I can tell you because I speak to a bunch of builders all the time, constantly 24 seven, never stops, please leave me alone. Um, that Chainlink is super, super trusted and probably like the most trusted for, to, do, to carry that out in the first place. And that's why right. this is being handled by them. And it's very, very useful because if you're launching, let's say, a Cosmos app chain, I don't know why you'd do that, but you know, go ahead. Uh, now you don't need to have all this liquidity on your decks to swap, like all exactly. these random USDCs. You can just go, cool. Uh, Want to come across some other chain? Burn it over there, mint it over there. Boom, done. Cross chain Easy. liquidity is like um, it's it's so far implemented now. By the way, on the major um, players on Ethereum, as far as layer twos. Um, it's not baked into layer one Ethereum at the moment. So you don't have like, I don't think you have native ETH, native, native ETH. I, I, maybe you have some version of it on CCIP, but the point is like, you're, you're going to be able to transfer a lot of things. And what IBC doesn't have is this gigantic business development team, right? So the, so the Cosmos has IBC and it sort of has put together something, but is it going to be the thing that's going to be adopted in mass? And my suspicion is, is now that CCIP is available, it's not going to be the most po popular. And the reason is because it doesn't have the Oracle piece of that in this system, right? Yeah. Like um, to do this with Oracles is really important because let, look at Synthetics. So Synthetics incorporated CCIP from Chainlink. And what that means is, so what does Synthetics need? They need, they want to have like a tokenized stock that they create, right? Like the synthetic um like futures position sort of. And what they do with that is they need to have chain link price data of the real stock, right? Um, that's one thing. You don't want to just trade it. You don't want to like price it based on just purely ARBs and whatever. You want to have a thing that actually follows the, um, you know, you need to find the real price in order to find the ARB price or whatever it is that you're going to trade that stock with, right? So the um, having this all within the one system makes sense because then once you have this synthetic stock you could then have that go to arbitrum you can have it go to 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 kajira or whatever and ccip takes care of in the background the true value the oracle value from all of the ccip dexes of what that thing is actually worth 
it's magic, man. It's like, it's like you, you, the Oracle system is absolutely critical to the world that people in crypto think they're going to live in. Mm. Especially like, so layer twos, I mean, this sounds like a giant fucking sales pitch now for Chainlink. I promise mm. you we weren't paid for this. You can understand so why um, I bought so much of it. After I saw but, this, I'm like, oh, by the way, there's a couple of other things they did. So the two other big experiments they're running is one for Swift. So let that resonate for a moment. Because they do like five trillion in 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 currency movements per day. That's the entire crypto market cap. And then they have a experiment going on with DTCC, which is the largest stock clearinghouse in the world, or whatever. And they're the ones that keep track of like they're the proof of reserve, so to speak, of like all the stocks where they are, like what brokerages have those stocks. But they're the final clearinghouse for that. So they're like, imagine having Chainlink CCIP baked into there, you could tokenize stocks left and right, right? Because what that means is you would incorporate theoretically CCIP into all of the brokerages and you would incorporate them into, so any blockchain that incorporates CCIP can now literally have the official stock of that particular company. Now, now we're getting into, uh, now you see what my net worth is pouring to Chainlink at the moment. Well, (laughs) yes, but but when, when, yeah, like (laughs) Swift will use Chainlink is like, is like, you know, that's a Charles Hoskinson position, position, uh, in my view. Uh, And then like, uh, circle immediately using CCTP is something that's actually happening very soon. It's like, oh, that's cool. So, but yeah, like Chainlink is super trusted and, and there's only really other like, like Pith maybe, but like nobody else really comes close. Yeah, so. Pith is kind of like, it's more sort of blockchain centric and it could probably do other magical things and maybe they're really good. But the thing is like Chainlink's been running for, you know, long enough now that they have first mover advantage of big time. And think yeah. about the reality of this. Who is most likely to incorporate the biggest companies in the world at this stage? Is it some newbie that shows up today? Maybe, maybe. But here's the other thing. Is it likely that many of these different agencies are going to try to incorporate more than one Oracle system? The answer is probably not. They want one system that works, you know, and once that system arises and it's built, you know, good enough. And, you know, I think Chainlink is working with those groups to sort of give them the custom made thing that's necessary. And that's the interesting thing about Chainlink as well is like you can tailor theoretically that node infrastructure to that particular company. And you can run all sorts of other things on their nodal networks too, like com- compute and all of the other things that Celestia does. You can pretty much run on this. You can do like ZK um, proofs and other things in the background. Um, and you can basically do all of those things. One sec. Speaking of OGs, look, look who it is, Chugaboom. And Chugaboom has joined the stage and he's added a Photoshop six pack onto his photo. <laughs> Why have you done yes. this? How how are you, buddy? How have you been? In fact, I was just talking to Sefi about you and Bruce a couple of days ago, saying uh, it'd be nice to get you back as well, so all three of us can have a nice little chinwag. But uh, yeah, I thought I saw you, and I thought before I hit the gym, I'll come say hello to you. How you doing, buddy? Thank you, Jugs. You look like you need to hit the gym, I'll be honest with you. Super duper flabby. It's been going going well. Deeply stressful. Um, like uh, previous, when was the last time you you turned up to a space anyway? Like like over a year ago, probably. Well, with um, you in it, yeah. I've been yeah. in Safi spaces now for a good like what has it been about a month now? I've just been Have popping you? in every now and again. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay. I had a phone call there for a second, but like, so did you did you get the Charles Hoskinson version? Um, yeah, no, I've got, I've got the like... Charles Hoskinson version. 
and then I got the blockchain like happening right now version. But link links fine. I mean, yeah, it's like it's See, a good and, one. and the thing is too, like just from a price perspective, the fact that it had like a five dollar to like nine dollar consolidation range for an entire one hundred like one and a half year bear market period makes that pretty much the floor price for the thing. Where is it sitting now? Like fifteen bucks, right? Like that's not. It's not like drastically over. And if you look at like its comparison to Total Three, which is like all the altcoins except ETH, um, you know, and excluding Bitcoin, then it's basically like uh, ahead of the Total Three by just a little bit. Which means like it's not over pumped. It's not over pumped yet. Like for example, Solana, right? So it's like undervalued relative to everything else, which is good <laughs> because then like your your downside risk is sort of like mitigated to some extent. I also have a question when it comes to Link, right? So they have been around so long and they really want to get into that big TradFi business, helping them to integrate stuff into their real existing whatever systems, right? So that's the plan, more or less. Now, the question is, if you've been around that long and you are really serious about it, they probably already have lined up some in-house training programs so they can onboard these devs that are work for these. They do. They, they call it that chain link build program. So they have that. Yes. So this point. is really yeah. important. And, 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 and this is where you get actually the money because the, and, and the long-term contracts. Because once you move these internal people to actually tell the bosses, oh, yeah, they, they, this stuff really works well and I can do this and that, right? Once you go onboard these people, you have them paying you for the next five years and no competitor is going in there you know that's just how this whole shit works yeah like, building that building lazy. that infrastructure like becoming like oracle or whoever right like these these are very difficult things to sort of penetrate into existing business world markets and like the type of things that these the people that these people are interfacing with the swift and the you know dtccs of the world the, these are like these are major endeavors and a lot of it's I mean, vaporware until proven otherwise, by the way, at this moment, like none of this stuff actually has been fully implemented. It's on, on their website. It shows as like highlighted as intent, which means that they're intending to kind of work with them. But, you know, I think it's all in like experimental phase right now at this point. So it's, it's interesting, though. I, I think the fact that they're ambitious. Here's the thing in crypto, like a lot of the narratives are just narratives, right? Like, is Solana going to change the world? Is it worth you know, like $40 billion? Fuck no. coin. Do you remember coin, the coin for dentists? That went pretty well. And that was a narrative. It went to $40 billion too. Yeah, I think it, uh, honestly, it did hit like some ridiculous (laughs) multi-billion dollar valuation. So, yeah. Um, So the the reality here is like, how good is the story? And is that story worth telling? And like, is that narrative baked into the price too much yet? Or is it one of these sort of things that's flying under the radar because people think it's a dino coin and whatever else, right? Like, so I think what I felt like is, huh, when I look at this, I'm like, huh, like, which of these, which coin out there today is likely to be listed on a future ETF? Okay, sure, Ethereum, et cetera. But like Chainlink comes right right in that category of like potential ETF coins. That's a bearish that's indicator, Sefi. If you get an ETF, the price goes down, as has been evidenced in the last couple of weeks. This is a bad I don't know, <laughs> That's not quite what happened. Jim Cramer tweeted positive news. We all know it was inverse Cramer. No, no. It, it, everything pumped on ETF like expectation, of course, and then pulls back. But my, my point is like cash flows and things, you, you want lots of people to... to um, you know, be able to buy the thing without having to know anything about crypto, because a lot of asset managers and whatnot want to just throw money at shit. In fact, uh, what's interesting here is 
the GBTC version of Link, you know, the the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, was trading like like you know, it's normal premium. normal price should be like around fifteen bucks. It was trading at like seventy or something, which is really funny. It was like pumping on the stock market, even though like the actual coin hadn't gone that high. I, yeah, I I haven't understood. Like uh, Kobe realized this a while ago, but uh, apparently. As soon as the ETF hit, that was bearish because somehow now uh, GBTC people uh, uh, have exit liquidity via some route. I, I don't really understand. Yeah, it, what but... happened was, so what was going on with GBTC is the, the price of the stock, GBTC, the stock was trading like, you know, 40% below NAV or something. So what happened is, is that like, once this ETF thing came about, they converted it. And those same people were able to get their full value of BTC. Oh, fuck. What a knob. Wait. So they actually, to some people, got they, that became a profit because they bought, you know, they bought people it. People buying GBT, G, GBTC and then selling it for a premium. Uh-huh. Exactly. Is that is So that some it? people got a, oh a good God. deal. Some people are underwater, though, remember? So those people were getting their, like, their yeah. value back. Wow. And then That's a lot of me that waking was, up on the 20, 20th of May 2022 and selling my... UST for like 92 cents. Like, thank you, Krishna. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, Vishnu. Thank you, Jesus, Muhammad, all of thank the saints. Everybody. I'm out. I'm out. Thank you. I'm never touching this shit again. But here we are. Exactly. <laughs> Pray to all the gods and then maybe even some demigods, maybe like a, like a Hercules. <laughs> maybe even some of the heroes like Hercules, maybe Poseidon, you know. Yeah. Poseidon. Poseidon for sure. Don't forget Poseidon. Yeah, it's like a um, yeah. So the, the who knows about all that? But like, my, what I'm saying is that if you look at like the 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 which coins in the market are going to be the ones that like get Forbes articles and get legitimacy and whatnot. Because what'll happen is you know how this goes: the bull market starts ramping up, and certain things are going to get media attention, and certain stuff aren't. And I think Chainlink is like has that legitimacy to where people are going to get you know them on for everything, and it's going to create more narrative. I mean, like Navarov has like Lex Friedman interviews and shit, right? So like that's a good start as well. It's a good place to be. Speaking of elaborate Dino coins, Chugaboom, you've been tweeting about XRP, haven't you? Have you stopped doing what? that now? No, no, I'm still a big fan of XRP. I, oh. I've, I've been. <laughs> coming from the guy that's gone back to lunk you don't have a say in the fucking conversation I, so. i've never I, held lunk in my life yeah, it, but you've gone back fun. to them no i haven't i mean this is not a lunk yeah. space look lunk is you're 100 percent are holding lunk i guarantee you got not, a big I'm fat wallet you got stacked. Lunk. you're sitting there with like lunk. two billion lunk just no. like waiting for it to moon <laughs> Wait for that I'm one king, I'm king making validators right now. I'm just putting $3 million here, $3 million there, all in Luna Classic tokens. No, I, I've got zero luck. I've never, I've never held luck. You're lying. You're because lying. it's fun. No, I'm sorry. 100%. You're a, you're a maxi, aren't you? No, sorry. Luna, the original Luna. Yeah, it's not called Lunk. Oh, the original Luna. Yes, original <laughs> Luna. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I used to have that. Um, but no, I, I still hold XRP, and uh, they're about to do a collab with Hedera, and I think it's Cardano as well. It was either Cardano. <laughs> Wait, no, there's the triumvirate of vaporware coins know, come know, together to, to come, come together and do a publicity thing. That's that's beautiful. I love it. Cardano, Hedera, and XRP. I can't, I can't tell if it was together. Good. I know it's Hedera. I don't know if it was Cardano or Stellar. That's the thing. I'll have to uh, I'll have to rewatch the um, 
Oh, what was that big thing that just happened? The uh, big financial meeting? It was fucking hell. I can't remember what it's called. It was like the three Davos days ago. thing. Yeah, oh, no. Davos. That's the one. Um, but yeah, no. Oh, no you mean the one where all the status hang out? Yeah, that one. That one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And to be fair, Ripple has been making rebels target that place. I understand what's going on. I mean, let's not encourage terrorism of any kind. So I feel like this. Well, hang on. Let's have a balanced view. I think we need to have a balanced view on all. Yeah, balanced view. Exactly. Okay, by terrorism, I I mean either America and England bombing Lebanon, uh, no Yemen, sorry, or. The Houthi rebels that like, I, I think anyone inciting terror is a terrorist. It doesn't matter if you think you're on the right side or wrong. This, this so, is the yeah. direction I, I wanted to take the conversation actually before you joined. Uh, and I'm glad I'm that it's going there now. <laughs> well, of course you did, you little drama queen. Go on, do what you got to do. No, I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm not talking about terrorism or Yemen. We were talking about uh, crypto tokens and our theses, and I'm sorry for being I'm sorry for being overly harsh. Yeah, I don't know how this what has this has anything to do with Link so far. Um, yeah, well, like chain Link has been path. really yeah. important for Hamas. Uh, actually, really, are they using yes. it for like uh, the coordinate like strikes? Using NFTs, maybe. No, they've been using um, that's a hell of price utility, Oracle though. feeds, a GPS feed from Chainlink, which is immutable and uh, decentralized and trustless. No one can stop it, but they're using Chainlink to uh, get feeds for GPS coordinates for strategic targets. Uh, this seems like a fair case for Chainlink. If, if like, this is if, the problem. If, if like the NSA or somebody's going to like whoever Homeland Security is going to shut them down, I think Homeland Security should be on the case, um, but they're not for some reason. They're not, and so I think um, that all aside, um, yes, great. I think so. That, does that conclude our chain link section of the? Um, I've been drinking beer through the whole space, by the way. Hold um, on, before we move one, on, uh, Spirit had some comment here. Like, uh, uh, go ahead, sir. Yeah, Spirit, do you have any questions or comments, theories? Oh, man. All right, good evening, everybody from my side. Um, let me not lie, I mistakenly pressed the request button. Oh, okay. No. And all of a sudden, I was giving the speaker robot. No, there's no, no issue about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you just yeah, There's no issue about that. What is this, man? Wait. Yeah? Wait. Mah- um, Mahan, I'm really a, happy that you, you did, a, though. Did you have a question about the, the link thesis um, that Ears uh, uh, posited here before we move on? Yeah, man. Like, uh, the, the, I think Chuck is talking about. So, yeah, if... if if there is a, like, a, there is anything involved with the terrorism with that, so, man... <laughs> This thing is huge, man. I'm not sure it's true. Yeah, really, sorry, sorry, wait, wait, wait. wait. What did I say? Yeah, you have to be careful what you say. Uh, Chuck, Chuck's put the bull case forwards for using uh, decentralized <laughs> blockchains in terrorist attacks. So, <laughs> Chuck, would you like to continue that uh, discussion? Maybe, like, maybe flesh out your point a bit more. I think some of us are quite excited by that because terrorist attacks are <laughs> yeah. big, big from media the events. Of deterrence from the pr- you're going to see this on the news yeah. quite a lot. So, you yeah. do realize, OX, if you weren't here, Sefi would not be indulging in this conversation. So, <laughs> because you're here, you're bringing out the devil's advocate in him. You and Bruce. Uh, the only ones that can get to continue these like dumb lining of conversations. It's whatever, whatever. You know, we can we can take things anywhere. You got to oh, roll oh. with the punches. All right. I, what what did I say, uh, Doctor? Uh, what's your name? Sorry, I've spoken to you a few times, but Doctor Mohammed. Well, what did I say? 
so it's, it's, not, it's probably you or somebody else who like uh, so there's a connection between Ham- Hamas and attacks and so so I was like <laughs> oh right zero x that that's you so it's you promoting terrorism mm-hmm. no I think that was uh, that was, I think yeah. was you Chucks who was uh, making that case so Sorry, who's uh, Hamas I've never I've never heard of such a thing so, so, sounds like said something about it yeah and I think it's what oh. you have with your uh, as a side with some pita bread sometimes or like some oh, yeah yeah chickpeas isn't it yeah 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 was oh, that hummus no, no, that's a mess. You, you had it right the first. <laughs> In other news, though, I think like the U.S. Navy is not really happy with the Houthis at the moment. This is what I've seen. I've been, um, I've been contemplating <laughs> a terrorist act against a, a nation-funded um, terrorist group, and I've been looking for a reason to get back into well, law. You're going to go, go fight like directly against the Houthis yourself, Grin? Yeah, I am. And I was thinking of um, video blogging it, and I've been looking for a reason to get back into Lunk. Uh, Chugga, like which NFT community could help me to, uh, to eliminate the largest proportion of the Houthi population? Is there one, like a I, pixel I, penguin or something? That is, zero, what's best so aligned with violence against Houthis? Which, Sorry. Which, yeah, dude, dude, you want to talk to Zero X? He's the only one not here that holds Lunk. Which NFT project on Lunk is the most forward-thinking in, in its promotion of violence against Houthis? I would say probably Lunk Penguins. It comes to mind straight away when you just uh, describe that situation. So Lunk Penguins is my favorite. Every time I hear uh, the word Lunk, or every time I hear the word Lunk, I think of some like component that gets thrown away after you know how like when a baby comes out and you take away like the you know the cord and the placenta and whatever like the lunk is like one of those like items that you toss in the trash can you know what i mean like it's like that's what that sounds every time someone says lunk i'm like that's what it makes me think of that is an interesting association it's like what was doquan thinking lunk the fuck was wrong with him calling it that? He, he was thinking he was thinking that he wanted to have the legitimate, like actually cool name Long. for his crypto toy, and he left absolute like dregs to everybody else when he abandoned them. That's what. Yeah, it's like the it's like an aborted baby or something. What is this lunk? Just sounds terrible. Uh, okay, bearish. so super bearish. So apart from terrorism, who sees genocide, aborted babies? Um, shall we move on to the bull case for Doge? Um, I wanted to, before that, I just want to put a cap on it by saying that I recently had my chakras cleansed and it helped me to clear some emotions that have been bottlenecking my ability to visualize things uh, probably for, for like a decade and a half or more. And so now I actually am starting to visualize uh, uh, things like as talking about them or whatever. And now the name Lunk is associated to me with the image of like unrecognizable bodily detritus. And I'm seeing like, you know, like red, like, like organs and little spouts that like go nowhere and are kind of half cut off and like bubbling and, and foaming and stuff. So thank you, uh, Sefi, for linking that imagery together. Oh, yeah. Wow. The, when well, you said that hurt. the tube's going <laughs> when you said that the tube's yeah. going nowhere. Yeah, that really does paint a very disgusting and uh, distinct image in my brain. Um well, no, no, I'm guys, glad that you've got that. Yeah. Enjoy, and I can imagine like a gym. Uh, 
and just hopefully work out oh, and not think about any of this shit because that's the, it's just the most depressing thing in the world. So thanks for that. <laughs> Last thing I needed was a messy, yeah. <laughs> what what exercise are you going to do, Chugs? Are you going to do behind the neck press? No, God, no. Uh, front squats, back squats, uh, oh, maybe front some back squats. squats. Yeah, bit yeah. Of a sadist. Uh, bit of a sadist. You enjoy the barbell pressing down on your trachea from the front. Well, pecs more than anything, but yeah, just rest them on the oh. pecs. And it's kind of should like be on your get... collarbone. Should be right well, on your collarbone, choking my, my you pecs, just a bit. Pecs kind of get in the way, so yeah. Uh, do, you, oh. do, you, do you dance your pecs? Do you like do that thing where like you're twitching your pecs, and does that like make the barbell dance while you're doing your squats? And there's a twinkle in your eye, and a glint on your teeth, and you like wink at the people passing by as your your pecs are juggling the bar. As much as I'd like to make a joke, anything that can fuck with my lower back, I don't fuck around with. So no, I don't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this isn't a gym space. This is now a doge space. So see you guys later. Thanks for stopping by, Chugs. We love to see you. Uh, you're asking what's happening with the Dogecoin? Yeah. Is there anything you, I mean, like, it seems like Elon Musk The simplest thing is, uh, it's it's got the uh, sort of, like, worst price action of all. So it's like, um, sort of like undervalued from when all the, you know, for when all of the the randos arrive. And um, there's that satellite going up, the Doge One satellite. So you're going to get some Elon Musk tweets and whatnot. So it's one of those where you just buy a little bit, you put a limit order to sell at like a 2x. And it, and it will sell out as soon as like he tweets something mm. about the satellite. It's kind of a bit of a grandpa meme now, you know. It's like a boomer, yeah. a boomer thing. And then you got like the Shiba Inu came in, and then Pepe, and then and Bonk. So Bonk is like well, the, you know how it is. The, what it is is meme coins work only if you can get in early, and you can get a giant community of people who are like shilling the thing because they want to all get rich. So that's how you pay the shill cartel. If you don't like Doge, I think now, that's true like, of all of these coins. Sethi, the bearish thing the about Doge is now would the bearish thing about Doge now is that like um, you don't see a lot of you don't see anybody really say anything about it. Like you know anybody who is around you know the previous cycle where you had Doge go crazy, you don't see any retail action there. But the same th- at the same token, like I don't think very much of new retail um, users have arrived yet, honestly. Like most of the coins that normally would pump if the general market was sort of running, uh, none of those things have moved. And only like brand new coins and things, people only crypto natives would know about have moved, right? Like Celestia and Injective and Say Network and all these other things that pumped a bit, right? It's like these are things, these are not what the newbies are buying. Like newbies, when they come to the market, like all those other things that are normally sitting around, like Litecoin, whatever, they start to pump, right? If you haven't you seen have a, that. You have a point. You have a point, but you're wrong about Celestia. I've been around a lot of Latin peoples. I'm at the Mexican border, and they're always talking about Tia this, Tia that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the border people. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, but the thing is, like, that's the, that's the case for the Litecoin and Dogecoins. It's that uh, they're cheap, they haven't moved, and um, they're not going to zero. And they have seen most of their downside um, I think during the bear market for the consolidation for the last you know, one to two years, right? So like they they're like properly seller exhausted and very low risk proof of work. So like you can put outsized bags in them if one wants, and you know like when they run they run. 
So I think they're fair. They're fairly priced now. That's kind of the reason for those. LTC and Doge are all in that same category, I think. Except Doge has a bit more pumpamental because of the, um, like, because of the satellite thing. Anyway, that's the idea. Camilla, what about when you? Is you? The, when is the satellite thing? When is the satellite thing? Do we know? I think within, I think within the next few months, I think. It's going to be launched with SpaceX. Oh, that's a know, long like, time probably horizon. That's a long time shit. horizon. They'll probably post some funny shit in pictures with, from their satellite or whatever. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Yes, Effie, and one more thing. Like, uh, uh, as Elon says, like, uh, uh, Twitter is becoming the you know, financial hub. So probably you know, that could boost the Dodge price too. What you say? Yeah, that was the thing too. Like, Elon had claimed at some point that when he was buying or like getting into Twitter, that he, like, someone had said, uh, you know, quoted him as saying something along the lines of, yeah, we'd like to get Doge on Twitter at some point. That was kind of a theoretical thing. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but it's another event that could drive it if it does. I, I was in a space like uh, probably uh, 15 days back or probably a month back. So he, he was like in a coming uh, probably two or three months. So we are getting the license to use uh, this uh, Twitter as a you know, financial, um, you know, probably for sending money or something like that. So. Yeah, I think once you have like regular remittances, then I think you can then get, um, you know, add crypto and all that stuff. You have to have some cash rail first so that people can bring money in. So, yeah, it's quite possible it runs. Mm. Those kinds he of wants things. to um, he wants to make it into like the everything app, sort of like what's the Chinese one? Remind me. Oh, shit. WeChat. We yeah, like WeChat. He wants to make it into like the everything app, which covers all aspects of your life like the social aspect and then bringing payments and stuff in as well like okay cool very ambitious very cool let's see what happens um let's see if it happens but yeah uh yeah doge pretty much like the doge thesis seems to be tied extremely like almost one-to-one -one with what does Elon musk do um so yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it seems quite simple So it's going to eventually the app is going to be about having babies with like multiple women. It'll help you to accomplish that. Um, it'll, it'll yeah. help you be, it'll help you um, sabotage the lives of people who are uh, attempting to save um, people trapped in caves. Everything that Elon is interested that's, that's in. That's the second actual thing. Make oh, simple. I see. Yes. Yeah. When he, uh, what did he call that guy? The cave, the cave thing. He said that a guy was like a pussy or something, or what did he, he called him like called pedo him like guy? Lesbian. He was calling him pedo yeah, guy. Yeah, pedo guy. Yeah, <laughs> he said, yeah, pedo guy, and he was designing a submarine to send into the caves in Thailand to save the the children who were trapped inside. I remember now. When was that? That's like that's like ten years ago or something. It, it it wasn't that long ago, but there is a tremendous documentary about it. I think on on Netflix or something. It's like that goes inside and it's video footage of the cave and stuff. There's also been like a movie made about it, like a film. But the documentary is is one of the most interesting documentaries I've I watched. Like, I like most documentaries are terrible. Um, these were boys, so none of them were named Crystal. But I like, uh, we'll try to get your like cave with, with stranded. Crystals. Oh, with crystals yeah. inside. You know, they shine. Wasn't there a football team that was trapped? There's a football team that was trapped and they couldn't get out. Oh, yeah. Thailand or somewhere. Because Thailand, yeah. they 
they got in there and then the water came in and they said, shit, we're in a cave, like a mile deep underground and we have no yeah. getting out. General piece of advice, um, stay the fuck out of caves. Yeah, don't go like so far into caves, like if you don't have knowledge about the cave. That's the piece of life advice for this crypto chart astrology space. If you're not really sure, like if you if about this cave or like if water could go into it, um, tend to avoid going too far in. That's so something we should all. The whole imagine. thing is the whole thing is wild. They uh, interview the documentary. They interview like uh, these a lot of like British people, people like insane and maybe autistic or thrill taking people who spend their entire lives like cramming themselves down into underwater caves and stuff like that. They find the people who do this for fun. And then those people are calling their friends, like the world's greatest people at cramming themselves underwater and claustrophobic cave situations that people, most people would just die and give up on life. And like, they call them the best of those people who then go to do what that, like the local Thai army can't do. And, uh, and uh, the U S military can't do. They take these insane people who always risk their lives and are driven to plunge themselves into these holes. And those guys create a method of like, of like rescuing kind of like a water, a water bucket brigade, like a water bucket brigade, these, these uh, Thai kids out by putting masks on them and trying to give them oxygen. And I think they put them to sleep with drugs. So the kids are just like I, I, asleep I and not freaking like, out. I thought I heard you say water bucket for gays, but no, yes, Wait, it's like a water bucket for gays. Um, very, very interesting. Hmm. So they actually like knocked the kids out, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like, the kids, because normal humans would totally freak out in those circumstances. And the only people who aren't freaking out are these insane cave diving yeah. people who do this for fun. They're, they're driven to they do enjoy, it. Enjoy. They enjoy they being enjoy. Like, crushed. Oh, somebody DM Bruce yes. to get him back on. We need to discuss this whoop thing. So I've been wearing this whoop now for what? Like, a couple of months and I'm honestly, I'm only wearing it because I paid for the thing. Like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this information. Like it tells me about some data that's like this. So whoop is this wrist thing that you wear. It's like a Fitbit type of fitness tracker of some kind. It should improve your sex life, right? It's not improving shit. What it's doing is it's just reminding me that, Hey, you didn't get enough sleep tonight and you you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And like, whatever. I'm like, I can't be bothered to fucking change what I do and when I do it. So it's like, what's the point of wearing this thing? All of the cave boys on the football team were wearing whoop devices and it was very useful because they didn't realize they were in the cave until the whoop told them, holy hell, like so, you're underwater so and your morning, HRV is. It sends really- me a warning. It says you didn't get enough REM sleep tonight. I'm like, ooh, I know why that happened. So my wife woke up yeah. at 6 a.m., started watching fucking nonsense on her on her phone, sitting next to me in bed, started making noise with the thing. So of course I didn't sleep. And it's like, what am I going to do now? And that now that it warned me that I, I agree. I agree with you completely. Seth. I've know. been wearing it because I paid for it. It's like 30 bucks a month. And mm-hmm. it's just telling me what I already kind of could intuitively know, but just reminding me like, don't yeah. try anything today. Cause you are fucked. Like your HRV is down. Like if like, anything, like the, the excess, no- the more notifications you get, the more like irritated you get too. It's like, I don't know. Unless you're really going to plan on like OCDing into like whatever this thing is telling you to do, like get more sleep or the whatever. Real, the real reason that uh, coach wanted us to wear them is so he can prove to himself that he has better HRVs than all of us. So and you know what? Superior. This thing needs to do some reverse psychology or something. Cause it'll say like, okay, um, try to get more sleep tonight. You didn't sleep. You have a sleep deficit. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to stay up even longer then. 
So it's like I'm doing the opposite of what this thing says sometimes because I feel like you have opposition. I, yeah, I need to exert my freedom against this parent that I have on my wrist. Well, here's the thing. There's a, there's a device for meditation called the Muse. And when I first tried to use the Muse device, like it'll do things like um, maybe birds chirping and you're supposed to meditate or relax your mind. And then when you're actually doing well, it'll make like more noise in a way. And it's supposed to, and it, to me, that seemed like it was counter that like, then I would, it would sort of bring me out of the meditation because the noise was there as the feedback that I was doing well. And so then I whiplash the other way and I and went wrong. But ultimately, if you get good at the meditation, you don't care if the noise is there at all. It doesn't affect you. And so that, then you've gone to like the next quantum level of meditating. And maybe it's the same way with the HRV thing, giving you all these notifications, they're irritating you. But some, the kind of person who could have a good HRV reading would be somebody who didn't care about the notifications at all, that you were just blown beyond them. So you need to get past that breaking point where you don't even care that the notifications happen. And that's when your HRV will probably actually trend up. Zeph God just tweeted that. Um, hold on, let me post it up here. He says that um, ETH, BTC, XMR, Doge, USDT, USDT, USDC, uh, and then ZSD and Zeph will be supported on V1 DEX swaps. That sounds exciting. I wonder, I wonder how that's going to be built. For This is for the first Zephyr DEX. Interesting. So that those are very specific. So like, I'm assuming that uh, there's some some validity to what he's saying. Um, hey, Zephy. Hi, everybody. I joined a bit later. I wanted to ask about the CRS thing. What's it about? Yeah. Did you get some? No, not really. Just it's learned hard. about it. It's yeah. hard to get it because it's only when the reserve ratio for Zephyr to ZSD goes below 800%. Does that window open for you to buy it um, to convert Zeph to ZRS in your wallet? You know, there's a swap mechanism, and uh, the ZRS is nice because it has like a crazy high yield from all of the transactions on the network. It makes part of the um, income from the network, so it's really highly sought after. And as but a result, it's also like a, uh huh. It's also it's also leveraged though. You have to watch out. Like it's not up only. Just if anyone buys some, just be realized that if if Zeph price goes down. The ZRS price is likely to go down more proportionally. So keep that in mind. So it's kind of like a leveraged buy on Zeph. So it's not like a stable coin. No. No, there is a stable coin on chain. is a reserve asset that is basically just tracking the price of Zephyr, but also incorporating. It's like pseudo liquid staking. It's almost like an ex astro token. It actually incorporates the value of the like underlying yield into the, the token value. So that's what it is. Yeah. So as long as the price is going up, it's fine. You're only and you're only going to get the opportunity to get ZRS in any meaningful way on the dips anyway. So it's not. So you're getting it at the usually good rate if you're swapping for it. So anyway, and where, where a, do you get it? In your wallet, you have to swap it. Swap from ZEP to ZRS, but it only oh, happens can... when exactly the moving average uh Zeph price moves below like the 800% collateralization level so you have to watch it very closely when that happens odds are you won't be able to get very much <laughs> so that's the reality but you can um, also trade it like it, it's a free floating token that can be that can be traded or yeah, sent to different yeah. wallets as well so you you can buy it on some small exchanges 
But the problem is, is that they're being sold on like high premiums because it's, they're hard to get. So, but anybody who did buy it on exchanges paid a premium of like a one, one and a half to two times the ZEF price. And so a lot of those people are probably pretty wrecked right now, <laughs> um, unless they have a very long-term view and think that ZEF is going to go past that. Those people who bought it. They didn't have a very premium. much for sale though. It was small amounts. Yeah. So no. they're not too wrecked. Yeah, it's like one of those items where um, like now might be a time that it's worth getting some if you can get it on exchange. But um, like, yeah, I don't know how much is even available, really. Okay. And, and what about CSD? That's like the stable coin. That's the stable. Yeah. Zef stable dollar. You think it that has you can, that you can bright future? That you can swap anytime you feel like it in your wallet to it. Mm -hmm. Similar to what we usually have with, U with UST. Yeah, exactly. Similar, but like it has to. Zef has to be minimally like Xeros has to be minimally like uh 400% collateralizing in order for you to swap to ZSD. So anywhere in the 400 plus percent collateralization ratio, you can swap to Zephyr Stable Dollar if you feel like it. Is anybody buying any CSD? Or it's like it doesn't matter low market. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. There are a few exchanges that are using it as a quote currency. If like there, I think there's like a small like Monero to ZSD pair out there and stuff. Maybe those will get more use in the future, but it doesn't really matter if anybody's buying it. I, I think Sefi and I have a similar view on it that the main utility of it is that if you are trading the market, and if you then at some point you would ideally sell out of some of you, you swap some of your ZEFs into the stable dollar if you thought you were at a market top, and then you'd swap back from the stable dollar into ZEF if you thought you were at a market low. And you could use it to hedge against crypto volatility if you were good at that sort of thing. So imagine that okay. you have Zeph and you ride it up to the top of the bull market or close to it. And you say, that's enough for me. I've made enough on my Zeph value right now. I think the market's going to go the other way. Then you swap a portion of your stack into the stable dollar privately in mm -hmm. such a way that nobody knows you're doing it. And it doesn't necessarily affect Zephyr price either. Like It's not like a market sell per se. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you it exchanges the how much of these things are in circulation. And then now you've got a bag of Zeph and the stable dollar, and hopefully you're hedged against volatility to the downside to some degree. So yeah. it's up to how sophisticated you are, which, but it certainly appealed to some whales who are good at um, trading the and fi better finding the market tops and bottoms. So, so there's no like ambitions to overcome the other stable coins because remember the Terra days, UST, what they actually wanted someday was to be bigger than than USTD yeah. and and C, right? Yeah, yeah, and that and that killed it. Like uh, the too much too much attempt to expand with too much UST too fast uh, is what opened up the vulnerability on like from moving from the three pool to the four pool that allowed people to come in and attack and and destroy that peg. But Zeph doesn't really it Zephyr doesn't really need. Um, the main elevator pitch of Zephyr is being able to swap to a stable dollar privately in your wallet. And you also have a private stable coin that can be used for commerce. And I think eventually you'll see people who are interested in, in paying for, uh, paying for black market lunk parts, um, you know, and stuff like that. They'll, they'll want to take a stable dollar instead of a volatile currency. It's just that that commerce pathway hasn't been built out yet. There are people working on it making it so that stores online will 
let you buy stuff in in like the stable dollar, but that hasn't really been built yet. And and the creators of uh, Zephyr aren't running out there and saying this is replacing, you know, USDT. This is replacing USTC. This is replacing the US dollar, and it's going to be the linchpin of all commerce. Um, but it definitely has a value to it if you like the idea of having a private dollar. And what's also interesting is despite the fees to to convert between ZSD and ZEF, um, the plus side there is you know for sure you can do it at the proper rate there. So you're getting a correct sort of, um, you, you know what you're going to get when you click confirm. And um, you don't have problems with like worrying about how liquid ZSD becomes or doesn't become. If you want to use it as a trading instrument, you can, right? So that has, you know, like bar, barring some slippage and whatever, you still wind up with a decent op- option at least so that you're not stuck, right? Yeah, if you're going to use it as a trading instrument, if you're going to trade, you could trade just with um, with Zeph in your wallet. You can trade back and forth to ZSD and, Steph and, grow, and Zeph and grow a, a stack if you wanted to. You just probably would be wanting to do it more on like the swing time frame um, because the the way that the moving averages work and everything like that. And the fact that the Zeph network is actually, it's relatively slow, just like a Monero network is relatively slow because it takes time. Every time you do a transaction, it's sending out like dummy transactions to, to other wallets and stuff so that the real transaction can't be found. And that process is all kind of slow. And so this is not something you want to be swapping back and forth at hyperspeed. It just won't work. It's more like a swing trading time frame. Is the, are the fees high? For swapping. Well, it's not just that the fees are high, but that the, the price doesn't fluctuate like in a very volatile manner that would be good for somebody who is like uh, trying to scalp with it because they use moving averages to sort of determine, to make the deterministic price that's on the on the chain that's a little bit of slower process uh it that helps to avoid people moving money in and out really rapidly um so the the price just doesn't the the on-chain differences in price aren't volatile enough to be alluring to like uh, a, a scalper or maybe even an intraday trader it makes more sense on like a longer time frame but yeah, the fees can be like, I don't know, can they be like 1% or 2% or something like that? I haven't paid too much attention to it. Yeah, they can definitely run a couple percent for sure. 100 bips. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. My pip pipe? I like the bips terminology. It's always Yeah, bip. Yeah, bip pipe. Put that in your bip pipe and smoke it. Why do people use that term, BIPs? I never figured because, out why they created a separate term for it. Well, it's to confuse you and to make you feel like you're not a finance bro. We're talking in percent. <laughs> we talk about BIPs here. We talk about BIPs because we're finance bros. So what I was going to ask you, Sethi, before we continue this discussion about the uh, Zeph stable dollar was, do you still have your Porsche? And if so, are you still enjoying it? I do, and I am enjoying it. I'd like to see more Porsche posting. Same here. Same here. 
I, yeah, how are you finding like maintenance and tire and wear and things like that? Is that like a thing? Like so far, so far, yeah. no issues. Yeah, these things run like Toyotas pretty much. So they're, they're nice. They don't have a lot of like they have really uh, low overall maintenance and problems. Excellent. Well, I'll be buying a new car soon, and it still has to fit a Greyhound in the back of it. So. It probably still can't be a Porsche unless I get the KM. Wait a minute. Are you going to be dumping all your say tokens on people to do this? I don't have any say tokens, Seppi. I don't know what you're talking about. But I will be buying a car using tokens probably that I sold at some point. So, um, are, are you yeah. saying that this time you didn't uh, invest in the same token that on the blockchain that you're working on projects for? Uh, Everyone keeps mm, telling you. Everyone keeps saying what tokens you have. They don't understand the ha the hacker mindset. Anytime that I've been hacked, or any of my personal identity has been hacked, somebody has immediately loaded up on iTunes cards. So I think Zero X Ears is probably just invested entirely in, in iTunes cards. Yep, I'll go. In, I'll go into the dealership with a, a wheelbarrow of uh, iTunes cards. Right, I've got to order a pizza. Um, just hold that thought. It's the currency of Southeast Asia. Pizza? iTunes cards. Oh. Although once somebody um, somehow hacked a credit card company and loaded up on Roblox cards instead, it's a sign of the times. Give me just a minute. I think Sefi needs a minute because I've convinced him to invest in iTunes cards. Yeah, I just got myself uh, 3K worth. Are you going to buy the Apple Vision thing? I, I hate Apple. I love Too Apple, expensive. but I hate I love. I love what Apple used to be. I hate what Apple is. Which is what? Makes good stuff? I, no, stuff that is really in the name of being user-friendly is really hard to use and puts you on like rails that are really obnoxious. What are you trying to do? Like trying to do like uh, figure skating with it or something? No, like imagine this scenario. My wife bought some MP3s with like alphabet songs that she wanted to play for my kids. She put them onto her phone there was absolutely no way to play those songs on the same app as where she's normally playing music and MP3s. The only thing that she could have done is plug her phone into like a Mac and used like the iTunes software to then upload the MP3s into iTunes from there back into her phone. And all this Did stuff you tell is your supposed wife to be that easy. Nobody uses MP3s anymore. No, people use it. I use MP3s all the time. I use it on my Android phone, and it's very simple. And I can use them in the same app, and I don't have to connect it to an additional device to make that work. You're, you're like one of six people that still use MP3s. Because nobody else can, because Apple doesn't let them. That's, so you're saying it's like a... Okay, I get it. Okay, I ordered my pizza, and uh, they've got no beer left which is a massive, massive problem. Um, so in France, everything shuts, all the shops shut at about 7.30 on a Saturday evening. So you can't buy anymore, so you have to go into a bar. So now I have a choice. Either I go sit by myself in a bar and have another drink, or I just stop. So I think I'm going to stop. Um, unless so you, you have to peer use, pressure me. 
you have to settle for tomato sauce on your pizza instead of like yeah. a beer. Yeah. Sauce. Yeah. A beer sauce, exactly. So, unless you guys peer pressure me. So, I think this Apple Vision thing, like, it seems like it would look really odd if you're wearing it on an airplane. You know, like, imagine yeah. you're on a flight and you're waving this thing around. Yeah, if you're on a plane with that thing, you're going to look like a psycho, complete crazy person. Um, I think it's kind of cool. Have you tried? I got like an Oculus Rift a few years ago when that was like a thing. It was like, oh, wireless VR headset. Cool. Um, the problem is it runs out of battery in 30 minutes and it's super heavy, like on your face after a while. Um, not that comfortable. And yeah, not that many apps or games on it either. So it was like kind of fun as a proof of concept, but not not great. So hopefully, hopefully this next one, the Apple one, is actually like good. Um, I haven't seen too much about it yet. Well, for one, like uh, the uh, you, you have to have so it has the ability to change out the optics in it for your, I guess, your prescription or something. Because the thing is, like, if you can't see properly um and you normally wear glasses and whatnot then this w has to be adjusted accordingly so one i'm skeptical about like what that's all about and how well that's going to work and oh. this the second thing i was wondering about is like okay yeah the I, I tend to be bothered by things on my head i tend to like really really lightweight um you know anything that's like eyewear or whatever right and so having this heavy thing that that seems to be one that makes me a little skeptical the third thing is like what am i going to do with this thing i guess the most prominent thing you could do with it right now is just watch movies the thing is i have a gigantic movie screen and the cost of this thing would be like very similar to upgrading to like i don't know you could probably find an 8k projector or something along those lines for the price of this thing now so three thousand five hundred dollars huh three thousand five hundred dollars three thousand five hundred dollars is a lot of money you could buy a scooter that much money mm. so yeah. the real reason that most people will buy this is for the vr stuff like the immersive stuff you can't really get none of that on there like, yet right there's not much there to do well um if you navigate to pornhub and look at the categories there's a vr category that's what <laughs> most people will use this headset to do is yeah, to watch vr 3d porn like that's what will, people will buy it for yeah the um, and they'll do it on airplanes They'll yeah, do the it on airplanes. Usually drives most of the, oh, on the airplane. Um, porn industry usually drives most of this tech adoption. You're right. Like, I wonder what kind of like interesting, weird, um, yeah, like what kind of like different things you can do on there. I bet you scramble your brain, completely scramble your fucking brain with like uh, 3D, <laughs> like real world immersive uh, porn stuff in your eyes. And then you're just buying some kind of weird gadgets and tools. Like you can imagine someone constructing, like, I haven't done this. I haven't done this. But someone could build an elaborate sort of like technological sex immersion chamber in their basement or under the stairs or something. It's going to yeah, make Rickrolls like high impact from it now seems on. Like, Super high impact. Like it's going to accelerate the incels more. I think so. I think it's going to scramble people's. Uh, endorphin receptors and approach to women and uh, probably just cook their brains completely. Don't they have like a problem in Japan right now is that the blocks just don't go outside because they're just playing games like Call of Duty. Imagine now, my God, it's over. It's like that episode of Futurama where Fry is with Lucy Lou robot. Um, it's that. 
we've arrived. It's, it's pretty much here. And imagine that somebody's in this 3D immersive like environment with adult entertainment and they're like seven minutes into some, some video that they, they downloaded and then they get rickrolled with all their devices attached and everything. It would be a new style of tragedy. I'm telling you, high consequence rickrolls are going to be a thing. Or like the woman's head turns into Rick Astley and starts yeah, singing at guy, you. They had this guy like uh, on the video. Uh, so there's like a little promo video for the um, for the Apple Vision Pro, and um, what what the promo video had on is like this lady explaining to this dude. Um, so there's this like white girl explaining to this black man how to use the Apple Vision Pro, and the guy's like, "Oh, this is really cool," and you know, he's making little comments. It's kind of a fun little video. And uh, it was uh, like floating around an X. I guess it was an iPhone. Uh, adver- it was like the Apple advertisement on this app. And um, so he, he goes into the thing and he's it's, oh, like, wow, the movie looks really realistic. And it's got Godzilla going and whatever. And then afterwards, they, he, he, they, like, they, take, they have a picture. Like, you know how you can take panoramic pictures of your phone? And it's like, oh, you can live within the panoramic picture that you, you shot. And he's like, wow, that's really cool. It seems like it doesn't seem like $3,500 cool um as far as like but but the damn thing is a technological marvel though but well, i, I guess a lot of cool stuff will come an uptake in household accidents you know especially in the hospital people will go <laughs> yes. shit people fall while they have their headset on yeah that makes sense break the fucking neck you know <laughs> yeah like kids and stuff can handle this stuff because they're like they're not as big they can fall and they don't die but like yeah you put some son some old man gets dizzy and falls that's it man well they should invest in these in like dialysis centers and put them on all the when dialysis centers people are like hooked up on, uh, like wires on each arm it's that's hard to even hold the phone or something just like shove it on the head of all these old people in the dialysis centers so they don't care they're happy to go there instead of freaking yeah, out like and, hours, and avoiding it's like, it. the, it's like three hours going to the movies instead of like getting your dialysis session Exactly. Everything mm. beeping at you and booping at you and sucking noises and pumps everywhere and people bothering you and you can't get comfortable. Uh, people are going, you know, being given Valium and stuff to try to chill out because they keep freaking out when they get all kinds of cramps and stuff. Just shove one of these things on their head and have them watch like the Polar Express or something. I don't know. Polar Express. Yeah, like I think like if I wind up on dialysis, I'm gonna get an Apple Vision Pro to sit with it. That makes perfect sense. There's this principle in like Taoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism, where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want. Inevitably, it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds slap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up the bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny community. Uprise, there's 
no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto, and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a weird no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, the shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you, you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.